Evil Squid Comics Podcast. Season 5, Episode 8, I think. I think it's 8. Who knows? Nobody listens. I'm Drew. I'm Scott. I'm Don. And we get together every couple weeks to talk about comic books, talk about movies, talk about TV shows. TV shows. What's a TV show? I have this Moscow Mule. Absolutely. Alright, cool. Um, Uh Anyway... So, what are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. Mandalorian ended. Oh, yeah. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. That's right. Finished it off. It's coming back, isn't it? God, I hope so. They left it way open. So, I thought it was a perfect ending. With the Ahsoka show coming up and Thrawn, Thrawn's like a clone thingy, right? Thrawn is not a clone. Thrawn's not a clone. He He is from a different... But uh, didn't didn't he come in like with like Dark Empire two or whatever? He was actually with, heir like, to the Empire, that trilogy the Empire. of Timothy Zahn books. It had nothing yes. to do with Dark Empire. That's uh, okay. a whole. That's, that was a comic All book right. series. Well, never mind then. But do you think uh, what's his name? The mm. the dude from Breaking Bad, Darth Gideon. Darth Gideon. Do you yeah. think he's dead, or, or do you think Darth one of his Moff Gideon? Moff Gideon. Do you think one of his clones is going to survive, or do you I think do. he's coming back? I think he's going back. They're going to pull a clone thing on him, right? I would he's assume so. Yeah, okay. I would assume so. Because there was... Well, they were hiding out on Mandalore, you know, and had this little base there. For some reason, Navarro, where, you know, Karga uh, and all them are at, was very important to Gideon as well. So I have... And while that's where Pershing was... Dr. Pershing was doing all his clone experiments too. Right. So I tend to think that there's probably a clone of Gideon... Somewhere around there. Else. In there. Yep. Gotcha. Exactly. Now, I could be totally wrong, you know. They, well, yeah, but I mean, it just... Stuff, but I could, it would not surprise me if they went that direction. Gotcha. All right. Well... What did you think of the finale, though? I liked it. It was did cool. Did you enjoy it? Uh, overall? It was a little... Three, pretty good. Yeah. It was a little weird, though. It got... I don't know. Like, when they were flying... And fighting like, uh, towards the end when all the Mandalorians were flying. Uh-huh. And the dark yeah, the other ones and they're coming together. And they're coming, and it was kind of, I don't and know. the armor are just with Almost her freaking, uh, no gun and just with her freaking, uh, Yeah, maybe almost tools. too much. I don't know. It was good, though. I liked it. I liked the whole season as a whole, I think. That, that, um, obviously it all kind of tied together with why we were like oh do you think that chick's got like a ulterior motive and she was like undercover spy yes. with with she was a spy for Gideon. Gideon yes but went through the rehabilitation program of our Imperials but right. obviously it didn't hold very well no <laughs> it didn't turn dial up like she did on that one day that's exactly right so yeah I mean it did tie the season together pretty well and uh, you know, it felt very Star Wars-like, you yeah. know, I think, overall. They don't, nothing too crazy, yeah. but... The only thing that was weird was, like, so they went... He went to that planet where um, Apollo Creed is. Yes, Navarro, or something like that. <laughs> Navarro, or something. He went to that planet to help him. Where Grief Card is at. So. Yeah, and they were like, oh, we'll give you a plot of land... 
you guys can farm hang your own out here, little, hang out here and have a but world. But they sure didn't seem to want to hang out there very But no, then, then, then the next thing you know, they're like going back to take Mandalore back. And yeah. I'm like, well, but now he's living there. Yes, he's got his little plot of land and he's living there. Yes. It was pretty funny when Drew, Drew sends a reminder every podcast day or whatever. And you and gave him the same meme. We we both the same gif same same gif meme. Well, ever. honestly, when I saw yours, I thought you know that's exactly what I would probably look up and try to find. I'm just going to copy and paste the same one because I think it looks it'll look great. And then yeah, sure enough, in our little chat, it's kind of funny because we got both a little and they were in sync. I know they're in sync running around. So I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I love that. He was in the IG. I did like that, too. Yeah, yes, that little yes, unit yes. there. No, yes, no, no. no. Yeah. But it was a good use of finding a way to keep him included in you know, a different way. You yeah. know, it, it seemed like they didn't always know what to do with him. And that was funny, or not funny, but kind of cool, at the end fight where he was using his force powers Yeah, just a little bit. yeah. He was jumping around, but he was like sliding blasters out of the way, right, or sliding yeah. whatever out of the way. And well, one of the things too that they said was that you know in Book of Boba Fett, where that basically Grogu spent like over a year with Luke was uh, the idea. You know, while we just seen him, you know, doing some of this little training, you know, and it seemed like he was only there for you know, what, a month or something, they said, yeah, it was supposed to be like a year to two years that he was actually training with Luke. Mm. So I guess his force powers should be a little bit uh, better than now than what they were before, so in some yeah. ways. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was good. I really liked it. I, the last two episodes I thought were really good because uh, it really brought the whole Mandalorian story together and just kind of... A lot of action, but then some suspense and just, I don't know, I thought it was really good. i kind of like to see if season four just focuses on a different Mandalorian and just go to town that way. So the Ahsoka show, is it going to kind of continue that story? It's going to continue, I think it's going to do its own thing, even though it's in the same timeline of stuff. And then there's supposed to be a movie that's supposed to kind of bring some stuff yeah. together as well? Well, okay, so Filoni has been asked or presented with the opportunity to basically create a movie that would tie up his Mandoverse, so to speak. But that would be, ba really, the way I understand it, would be anything in this general timeline that he's playing in which is essentially between return of the jedi and before mm -hmm. the force awakens to try to lead up to i don't know the force awakens or put a closing thing of that so uh, yeah. so the shows that are within that realm are book of boba fett uh all the mandalorian series ahsoka and skeleton crew because so, how much of the mandalorian was filoni and how much was Favreau? Favreau. Well, Favreau is credited with writing all the episodes. And he kind of created the concept, didn't he? Uh, the Mandalorian? Uh, that one's probably debatable. I don't know. Because he kind of, did he pick, because it seemed like a lot of the, a lot of Mandalorian stuff was in the Clone Wars, which Filoni exactly. did. But then Mandalorian was kind of its own thing, and then he started to tie it into To more of stuff. the Clone Wars type stuff that Filoni did. So uh, that's what I don't know. You know, I think that both, maybe it just gelled perfectly. That's what I'm thinking. I think that both of them had, you know, some ideas, you know, and Filoni had already written a lot of Mandalorian lore and Favreau probably thought this is freaking great, you know, and things. And I've always wanted to do some of that stuff and I have some ideas. So I believe that the, a big chunk of the writing duties are coming from 
Favreau and Filoni's kind of being your encyclopedia of, okay, I think that this, this, and this goes, whatever else. But he is kind of being left on his own, I think, when it comes to the Ahsoka series. I'd say his own, where I think Filoni's doing the majority of that with maybe some Favreau assistance, but I it will be interesting to see how that one uh, focuses out. So. Cool. I do look forward to that one, but I think that's because of the fact that I did watch all the Rebels and uh, did enjoy that series overall. So. Yeah. But that's the thing is how do you, if you've never watched Rebels, how are they going to make sure that that's still, you know, uh, for the larger masses and stuff? I yeah. Well, I think it's like any of that stuff. If you didn't see Rebels, I think you're, you're fine. It's just if you did, you're going to get a little more Easter eggs, a little more Could be. bigger story. Could I mean, be. Because there's stuff in, in Mandalorian that if you hadn't watched Clone Wars, you know, it's a little bit lost. But I think a lot of people who've watched Mandalorian enjoy it haven't watched it. Clone Wars. I would agree. I would agree. So I think it's fine. Yeah, it probably will be. Hopefully, they'll do something better to to make sure that it stays that way. Cool. So I watched um, Knock at the Cabin. Oh, is that good? I didn't want to see that. Uh, you don't uh, like Shalaban, though. I, I'm not. What, you're not a huge. That, I'm not a huge fan. fan. Let's say that. You know, I did like some of his early work, and I mean, I, I don't know. I thought that the whole split glass Unbreakable was was pretty enjoyable. I I feel like he, I feel like his uh, pacing is always slow, you know. But he is pretty deliberate with stuff and things. But you know, Sixth Sense was a very well crafted movie, and and there's, in to my opinion, there's no doubt that he's. He's got a certain vision, and I feel like he's a fairly good director. I think that sometimes his his ideals and, and story aspects maybe sometimes struggle. But Knock at the Cabin is based off of a book called Cabin at the End of the World. So Shalman does a good job with the direction, I think the casting, getting the most out of his actors. I think the pacing is actually pretty decent to him. But there's some things that happen that you just almost have to turn your brain off, typical type things. <laughs> I don't know. I think for me personally, I think Shalomon likes to mix in a little bit of the spiritual, you know, I think sometimes too, you know, in aspects. And I think the movie, as bad as I hate to say it, has proved to me how far I have fallen away from any type of faith type aspects of things. You know, I mean, I was raised in religion and things, but I do admit that I've fallen away. And now I've, after watching that movie, you know, I think the effect that he wanted, you know, on me, I thought was made it kind of seem rather insulting in some aspects, where I think other people with probably a stronger faith and whatnot would maybe find it somewhat different in tone, I guess, maybe a little bit more positive than I did. So not for so, the faithless. I don't think so. I don't know. But I'm speaking just for from my perspective there as well. You know, and after watching it, I, of course, Googled, you know, type things to kind of, because I was curious on the book, because it mentions that it's based on a book. So at the beginning, and so then I went and looked and, and see what the book was. Well, of course, in typical, you know, aspects of things, you know how these things go. Um, <clears throat> it follows the book very well about halfway, and then it totally... It, 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 it makes a change from the book about midway, but that change that it ends up making and how things follow off of that 
totally changes the tone of the movie versus the book. So having looked at that, I go, oh, okay, I can see some of these different aspects. Now, saying that, freaking Dave Batista or whatever, he does a fantastic job. He is really good at it. Um, that whatever little girl he finds is fantastic in it. Like I said, the actors all around are really good in it, and I felt like it had a better pacing than a lot of his other movies. So it's it's a well-made film. I just don't think it spoke to me the way that he was intending it to speak to an audience, you know, type thing, if that makes any sense. Sure. So. Yeah. I saw... Is that on, like, HBO? Is that online? Or is I, it I think it's coming soon. I think it's coming soon. Yeah. So it's a theater thing? Uh, I, I think mean, it's, it's out of the theaters, theaters now, so I think It'll it be is. Coming to I think it's uh, yeah, like pay per view. Cocaine Bear is already on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I watched yeah, that. I've I watched, watched it. it. Yeah. I know you saw it, but you, you saw it before it was on Paramount Plus. So. Oh, okay. It's it is not. It's fun, isn't it? it I don't know. It's not what I expected. <laughs> I mean, I expected it to be like a stupid, stupid, but I expected it too smart for you. No, no, no. I expected to have. Some kind of a, it was like I don't know how to. It was too over the top. It was, it was ridiculous. Very, very top, very it, ridiculous. I thought it would be funny. Yeah, it's it, almost it, like a bunch of little skits. Almost. It tied didn't seem funny like, to me. It just seemed stupid. Like, um, oh really? Th- there were a couple parts I where I laughed. Hilarious. Like that part where the dude, the the cop, is on top of the gazebo and he shoots that guy uh-huh. and blows like two fingers off. And yeah, I'm but they're like, it. it's a. It's not gonna really. It's not gonna ruin the movie. And a guy's like, "How? Oh my god! How did he shoot those two fingers? They're not even next to each (laughs) other." (laughs) So there were like a couple parts, but I don't. I don't know what I expected. I don't know what I wanted. I just. I don't know. I didn't have hardly any expectations. I didn't either. It hit kind of you know that little bit of a scratch of the horror comedy, you know, and that's all I could hope for. So it it's it. I don't even know if it's worth watching. Wow. Oh, it's worth watching. It, I think wow. so. But that's did if I, you like horror comedy types. Did I talk about Zodiac last time? I, the one with Robert Downey? Yeah, I saw that movie. Have you oh. seen that? I've Robert seen it, but it's Downey. been years ago. On the Zodiac Killer? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that movie? Maybe. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. It's really good. It's, it's, it's a good one out. because it's got it's a good director that does that. David right? Fincher does it. Yeah, Fincher, yeah. Yeah, it's got uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Robert Downey yes. Jr. and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Yeah. Do they figure out who the Zodiac Killer is? Well, they, it's based on a book that that guy wrote. The One of the cartoonists who worked for one of the newspapers. He thinks he knows, but I mean, it kind of gives you a... Everybody thought it was this guy, but there was no definitive proof, proof type of thing. And then he died, and then, you know. But yeah, it gives you... I didn't know anything about the Zodiac Killer, um, but... It gives you a pretty good overview of yeah. everything. It was really good, really well done. You get yeah, that's the key with that. It's a very well done movie. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it gives the suspense. It gives you know some drama and everything yeah. else. Great acting, great mm-hmm. directing, you know, type things. I yeah, it's a very good movie. Um, I saw The Northman. Have you guys seen that? Oh, fuck, that's an awful movie. Is that the one? That's the Viking, right? Yeah, so the bad. one with uh, freaking Nicole Kidman and yeah, Matt it's so Eric's. bad, right? God, it's bad. I, like, can't I mean, believe. everything I want Eggers, from a, isn't it or something? Yeah, it's Robert yeah. Eggers who I like. It's who? Robert Eggers, Robert, the guy who did The Lighthouse the and The Witch. Yeah. I think he's a talented director. Taylor, Joy, and I think it's a well-made movie. 
don't it's just, agree with it's that. Just, it's I mean, like, it's well long. shot. It's just long and slow. I will admit that part when they pillage that place, you know, that's a one long continuous shot, you know, where they're uh -huh. kind of oiling it. I mean, that's a really a Yeah, like, everything well about it is well done. Scene and things. But like, yeah. it's well crafted. It's just, it just was slow it's and plodding. It was just weird and it just didn't connect with me. I don't Chasing know. Around each other Maybe like if dogs. I'd seen it on like a big screen and no. appreciate the visuals more, it no. might have helped. I don't think Because so. I watched it on like a little tablet. <laughs> that would, so that, that makes that a little bit of difference. I knew that um, movie was going to be trash before I watched it. I, I, I heard everybody say, I heard a lot of bad stuff about it, but then the critics all loved it, right? Oh, imagine that. And so, and I usually agree with critics. So, I mean, it. It just didn't hit for me. He usually agrees with the critics. Okay. And then I saw Last Night in Soho. Have you guys seen that? Oh, I love that movie myself. I, I did you like that. it? I did. Anthony I did not Joy like that movie. You guys all. don't like the same movies. We don't a lot of times, but we did agree we on the ones we North don't Man. like. So Last Night in Soho. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I like uh, the director Edgar Wright. Yeah. Like I like yeah. everything he's ever done. Baby but this, Driver. But this movie, it, it's like he tried to do horror. Like just and it's, it's fairly a bit of a weird and it's yeah, fairly straight horror. Right, yeah, like, yeah, and there's not much know else where things are going. Yeah, and it just didn't really connect with me. And I, I, I probably kinda... said it was maybe being great's a little strong, but I, I enjoyed it. I really did like what it. What is so. it? I don't know. It just Soho. nothing about it felt so. that inspired to me. It was just like a average horror movie to me. I mean, there was nothing really uh, okay exciting. Uh, I mean, if Edgar Wright's doing, I expect like some something cool, like a good twist or some nice camera kind of work. It's just kind of kind of cool. I don't little know. horror film, but okay, I wasn't super impressed. Um, and I haven't finished it, but I started watching The Lobster. Have either of you guys seen that? Um, Mel Gibson. Nope, not Mel no? Gibson. No? Okay. It's, a uh, Bullseye. Um, oh, guy from Banshees of Inishirin. Yeah, Colin Farrell, yeah. Her. Have you heard okay. of that, Don? You might like it. It's kind of sick and twisted, kind of dystopian. So the idea, and I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know exactly where it's going. The idea, if you're some dystopian future, and if you find yourself single, like not married after the age of, like, 35... You have to go live in this hotel, and you have forty-five days to hook up to find to make a couple match with someone else in the hotel. If after forty-five days you don't make a match, they turn into an animal of your choice. Cool. And so he arrives at the hotel with his with a dog who's his brother because his brother got turned into a dog, and he's trying to make a match. And also, some people escape from the hotel into the woods. So every couple days, they have these tranquilizer rifles, and they go into the woods and hunt the people who have tried to escape. And for every person you catch, you get like a few extra days at the hotel to try and have more time to find a match. Wow. Somebody was really on some good stuff. How do you turn, days. how do they turn you into an animal? So apparently they like, they put you in some kind of a deep sleep, and they like basically vivisection you, take your heart out, and then place the heart in the body of an animal. So he's going Why smart, don't they just kill body you? Of a lobster? Hmm. Well, the movie isn't supposed to make any kind of sense. It's it's like satirical, like it's okay. supposed to be kind of abstract, kind of goofy, kind of weird, just not really. Huh. Like it's not on? supposed to be logical. It's on HBO Max. It's called hmm. The Lobster. Is it recent? New? Mm, I don't think so. No, it's probably like ten years, five, ten years old. Probably five years. I think it was twenty sixteen, so yeah. like seven. I mean, I've I've heard I saw, of the movie. I, I saw anyway. something online today yeah. that there's a new season of Black Mirror coming out. Oh, really? Cool. I never finished any of the other seasons. I watched like a couple episodes and never went back. I love that show. I haven't. I, finished I keep it meaning either. to get to it. I haven't finished it either, but I've watched a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So anyway. So, I mean, so those are kind of movies I watched. 
Do you guys see any movies? So I was telling you about Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. I also saw Plane. Oh, was that just a stupid action movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's cool. it's pretty dumb. I mean, it's it, I it it felt like a good old school '80s action movie, yeah. you know, type things. I, I mean, it's expect. really stupid. It goes, you know, falls, starts going into things. It's not real long. I think it's like you know, a little over an hour and a half, maybe hour forty-five, you know, type things. I mean, Perfect. they land, they got to go blow up some people. You know, of course, you can see, like, the the one guy that they put on there who's supposed to be, like, the dangerous convict, you know, who actually turns out to be the guy that they, they need the support and help from, you know, this type of stuff. So, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, if you're in the mood for, like, Dumb that nostalgia action. 80s action type thing, plane could possibly scratch a little bit of that itch. Scratch that itch. Yep. I watched, I think you already seen this one, A Man Called Otto. Oh, yeah, what'd you think of that? I, I liked it. I, good. Yeah, I did not expect to like that, and uh, oh, really? I enjoyed it why quite a bit. Why would you expect that? It's like a Tom Hanks, Hanks thing. It's a Tom Hanks, All and that's Tom Hanks why, movies are good. I mean, he's always a good actor, but I mean, it's, you know, getting into that kind of slice of life, whatever type thing, so yeah. it's a little bit more of a hit or miss for me Are you sometimes. a Better Off Dead fan? I do like Better Off Dead. Isn't yes. it kind of like Better Off Dead? So. He keeps trying to kill himself and he keeps getting interrupted. It's uh, the greatest movie. I could movie. see that, yeah. It's like one of my favorite movies ever. Yes, yes. I know. Better Off Dead. I know you like but, Better yeah. Off Yeah, Dead. but A Man Called Otto, he does have that little bit of a feel there for a while, yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. every cool. time he's trying to kill himself, something somebody interrupts things. Apparently John Cusack hates that movie. Better, Better Off Dead? Dead? Yeah. Because everybody yells, give me my $2. No, no, no. He just, it was that. like sold to him as a different movie and he wasn't happy with it and... He didn't think it was very good, so, like, I think we, one year... I think like, whose career completely plateaued and dive-bombed. When we went to C2E2, yeah. he was there. You see what we're aware? At one of the years we went to C2E2, oh, he, he was, was a guest there. And you talked to him about it? Well, no, I wanted to, but I didn't uh, wait in line. Did you see Hayden Christensen's at uh, Dallas Comic-Con? Is he really? Dallas Fan Expo? Wow. No, but... Uh, When's that? This weekend? June 5th and 6th. Oh. You got, you got a month to play in Scott. Ooh, I might have to. <laughs> He's where? <laughs> I, the I, Dallas Fan Expo. I think, though, are you going to that? his autographs are like... It's a possibility mostly just to visit our brother. I know, but you're going to go yeah. there. If we the we might thing. go during that weekend, or we might go a different weekend. I don't know. Uh, if we go but that I thought weekend, you were going with the game gaming thing. There's a gaming thing a different weekend. Oh. So I had to pick a weekend. BGG that Club? one year it was the they same. They were at the weekend. same weekend. Yeah, that's not this year. Gotcha. Uh, Board game geek is usually November. And they had a but they also have an earlier one now too, though. They're doing two of them. BGG is now. Oh, are they? Yes, they're yeah. doing like a spring and a fall. Well, he said. Uh, I don't think it was BGG. So. It was like Game Geek Days or something. Okay. It was a different right. convention. They were doing. Um, I, I saw it online. They were doing a signing, and I can't remember who the artist was, but it was a. Uh, or back to the John Cusack? No, no, no. Oh. This is different. High Fidelity. Come but, on. Uh, That's um, uh, Bradley Cooper. You can get a Bradley Cooper autograph on oh. a comic book by and another artist. And it was like, I don't know, Bradley Cooper was like 500. Wow. Autograph was like four or five. Yeah. Well, Hayden, I think, was mm. 150 to 200. I think he was 200 probably. I think he's like 185 so, at Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Got up a little bit. Um, the hell, uh, I can't remember who it was. What the Lobster the came out in 2015, by the way. Gotcha. I think that's what I said. I but said I was watching, um, right there, yeah. 
I saw something on Facebook, like I get all the ads or whatever. You get ads and on Facebook? I know, it's crazy. <laughs> you get all the ads? They're actually kind of catered to me sometimes. That's like weird. Comic book things I have never and heard stuff. of that. But they were advertising, and I don't remember who the artist was or the creator or whatever, but it was for a convention, and now you can't, you don't even have, to, I don't know if, like, the celebrities aren't making enough money, because now you can, like, send in stuff. Oh, yeah. If oh, you yeah. can't go to the now. show, yeah. Yeah. you can send stuff into the show. I think it's just a way to get autograph. Money. I don't think so. Yeah. They're not making enough. Because like, they, they were doing that with more. Star Wars Celebration, too. Type things, like, and Christ, where you could I do don't that. even have to pay the admission yeah, to, go to go to the, the show. show yeah. No, but the problem is, is that they charge usually a little bit more it's if like you're doing that mail-in. Oh, I'm sure. So you've got a processing fee, then you've got the shipping fee. But you don't have to wait in line. Type stuff. You don't have to wait in line. But you don't get to meet them in person. But you don't get to meet them. And most of those people don't even care. They just want the autograph because they're going to flip it. Podcast would be if I cut out all the tangents because we started talking about man called Otto. I made the better off dead rest. Then we got the John Cusack, and you went to a Comic Con. Now we're talking about sending stuff in to get it signed. Now that we're back on Comic Cons, I was watching. No, let's go back to Scott's. No, 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 hold on. I was what this is. This is a state. This is the state of comic book collecting conventions and like autographs, we talk okay? About this every two weeks. <laughs> there was a, a video that I was watching for Megacon. Was it on Facebook? Megacon. Like no, it was on Orlando. YouTube. It was a YouTube video. Was it catered to you? No, I looked was. it up. Oh, oh wow. Like I now they're gonna know what you like to watch. I know. I know. So now but I've watched this channel, I've comic. watched this group before. I mean, comic but anyway, you guys Facebook make now? it ten times longer. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything. You guys make it ten times. You make right, the tangent ahead. ten times yeah. more long. We got YouTube This video. is the problem with people. Have you got to the point yet? Because no, <laughs> this is the problem with people in conventions now. They they were uh, like Jeff Loeb was at the at the show. Yeah, and the people that were filming the show were walking down the line, and there was a guy there, and he pulled out a Batman. Uh, is it number one? Batman and Superman. No, Batman number one, or Batman... The the Jim Lee and the Jeff Loeb... The, okay. That's like, not number one, is it? No. Anyway, Gosh. he pulled out this comic book, and the guy's like, had it, and it, and he pulls it out, and uh-huh. he's like, I'm going to get this signed, and the guy running the show's like, oh, man, that's awesome, that's second print. And the guy's like, yeah, well, when it came out, he was like, I really didn't want to get a second print, because I thought it would be worthless. But now... It's worth like $150, $200 because I got Jim Lee's autograph on it. And I'm getting ready to get Jeff Loeb's autograph on it. So it's going to be worth like $250. Woohoo! Wow. I'm like... But didn't he pay about that much for the autographs in the CGC? Right. Uh, who? So how's that book worth $150 just because... I don't know. People sign it. Because people sign it. Well, I don't know who... When these people go to sell this stuff, it's going to be just like the death of Superman... And they're going to get pennies on the dollar, and they're yeah. going to be pissed off. Yeah. Well, I just don't understand who's that. paying, like, for a Jim Lee signature. Like, who's like, oh, I needed that book with a Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb signature, so it's worth money. It's like, I just go feel, see Jim Lee or Jeff Loeb. But, but I think it's you more spend of a, the same I think it's money. a worldwide thing, What do you mean? Personally. Oh, maybe. What people. do you mean, just go see him? Oh. Like, pay to go to the convention and meet Jim Lee for about the same price you could pay... But the book sign. Yes, but some people don't like book. to leave their home. It's a money. It's a money game. It's a bit game, of a travel dude. type Scott thing. Had a point. Well it's a, it is part of that. But it's a worldwide aspect, you know, as what I've noticed. Because there will be a lot of European collectors that are buying different stuff. Do European because, people care about Jim Lee and Jeff Lee? Because they, some well, of them amazingly do. Amazingly, they do. That's weird. So, yeah. 
Part of it is that. Part of it. But is... there's part of that, and part of it is just the coast to coast thing. Well, you know, maybe if when Jim, Jim Lee, Lee and is... Jeff Slope die, they'll be worth even more money. Yeah. Part of it is the fear of missing out. Part of it is I have to yeah. have it. Part of it is I like Jeff Lope and Jim Lee, and I'm a pretty big comic fan, but I would never pay money for that. But that's you. But that's not. There's but obviously that's you. From there a are people. So are there people who are bigger comic fans than me? No, I, mean, I do a podcast. I don't believe so. No, 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 I think no, no, it's no. just that they have different goals or expectations for what they're collecting. It's yeah. kind of like what we were talking about before. How how a like, lot of these people want those things that are a little bit more, say, individualistic type aspect, mm. one of a kindish. Yeah. Part of it also too is the fact that like the the what we were talking about earlier. We've been around a lot longer. You used to be able to go wait in line and get Jim's uh, Jim Lee's autograph. I did free. wait in line and get Jim's. Autograph. I did too. It was fucking an hour half late. I know. So. I was in that line, but it was free. And then he act. Yeah, it was free. And then he acted <laughs> like no. Oh, yeah, sorry, I was late. I don't. Yeah, I was like, no, because late start. Sucks. He's like, no, not really. What, what, didn't we ask him a question that was kind of like a leading question about why no, he was late? I, maybe because I walked up and I had like my absolute. <laughs> And I was like, "Hey, man, could you do a little sketch, just a real quick head sketch in it?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh no, I'm. I got this whole line of people behind, <laughs> waiting yeah. behind you. Because you're like, an hour late, get, dude. I gotta get got caught this. up." He's like, yeah. "Maybe come back later this afternoon, and if the line's dead, then maybe then." And oh, I I'm think like, I, said, I think I said some stupid like, uh, "What do you think of Kansas City or something?" And he was like, "Oh, I've been here before." <laughs> man, I can't but, even. I can't win for losing. We'll get Don a sketch. He's been to Kansas City before. The, the point. Every every shot down. The point is though that like. What was the point? That there I are people out there that now that are now just discovering Jim Lee, or they've uh, never met him, and they that was want like peak to play at Comic Con. By the way, I know it's like when I went when I first when I finally met Rob Liefeld after like 25 years after Youngblood number one and I gave him whatever it was to sign like a, a hopefully not Youngblood X-Force number, number one, one. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like Jesus Christ I can't believe you haven't had this autograph by now I've signed like a million of these and I'm like never been to a convention where you've been at before you know what I mean like yeah. it's all cyclical and people now are getting used to it to where they'll pay $10, they'll pay $20, they'll true. pay it's whatever to get it autographed because it's yeah. a part of the, the it's a part of the now. business now. Yeah. Whereas now me met and everybody. you, you haven't met everybody, I met but whereas me and you Except are like more, jaded no, now because we're like, oh, we used to be able to get these for so, free, right. yeah. and now we can't. You know well, I mean? And it's mostly people I've already met. Like, it's like, I met Jim Lee, why would I pay $30 for a Jim Lee autograph? You wouldn't. Because you've well, already met him, met but him. there are you should have got thousands. There are hundreds. The fuck I had Jim Lee signed. Now, I got rid of it. And plus now, hopefully you got some money off. Of you it. can get I it. You can get it witnessed. You can get it encapsulated. You can get it CGC'd, and it makes signed. it worth even more money now. I know. Oh, I think I had him sign one of my X Men's, like X Men to the one where Storm like died by the. I had him sign my. I had him sign my absolute. I still have that. I'm sure I had him sign some other stuff. I'm sure I have an X-Men number I still one that X-Men signed by him. I had him sign. I probably kept it. Probably not. I probably got rid of it. I don't really care about Jimmy's signature anymore. Oh, my God. It's not about, to me and but you. But I still remember meeting him. To See, me and cool. you. I remember the stupid question I asked him. There you go. To me and you, it's that's not about the autograph. That's right. It's, it's about, about the, the experience. experience. I met Jim Lee. He was kind of a goofball. I'm not impressed. Jesus. 
Well, imagine that. <laughs> right, like a... You know how people write those tell-all, like, celebrity sex books? Like that lady who slept with all the different celebrities. I'm going to write one about meeting all the different Comic-Con people. You should do that. And with a little vignette. You should probably just have a podcast about that. No, I'm a red book, Scott. It's way more money in books. Is it? Uh, okay. So it's like an e-book for like Maybe 99 should... cents. A thousand people buy it. You should have a thousand dollars. YouTube channel where you just tell stories about people you've met. I feel like that's what we do. But it's not on YouTube. It's not on YouTube. I used to put them on YouTube. There's some of our videos on YouTube. All right. Let's see here. Did Scott see any more movies? The last thing I, I watched know. was something called Married by Mistake. Uh, it's a rom-com. I would not recommend it, but it was mm-hmm. amusing in its own way. So, hmm. uh, not too much there. Girl gets married in Vegas, then goes meets the family. Of course, you know, chaos ensues and then ends up uh, getting divorced and marrying the brother. You know, that type of thing. So I tried to watch like Murder Mystery 2, and I fell asleep halfway through and then woke oh, wow. up at the With, end. Oh, wow. With Adam Sandler and stuff? Yeah, so I can't... I don't... Here's, here's a good question for you guys. Not really. <laughs> So I have an I, X-Men Volume 1 uh, Magneto cover signed by Jim Lee. Fucking, Jeez. you're a genius, I guess. So here's a question for y'all. So I start watching a movie. I make it like 30 minutes. I fall asleep for like an hour. Then I wake up and see the end. Wow. Do I log that as having watched it? Or do I log it as not actually seeing it? Depends on. I mean, have what I seen that movie or, or not? Of it. I think I would probably count it as a scene of seen it, but it depends on the movie, I'm sure. Right. So I guess I've seen Murder Mystery too because I slept through half of it. But okay. There it. you go. How do you? Nice. How do I watch? Fall, asleep? fall asleep? Right. I don't movie? understand. You talk about all the time you're watching TV and you fall asleep. Well, we don't start a movie till like ten thirty. Okay. I, and it's like a Friday night, so like I woke up like at six, and so I'm. And he's old. And it's so not that good. So I start to snooze. I'm like, I guess, you know, you get drowsy. when You don't get drowsy when you watch a movie? Do you ever fall asleep watching a movie? Or is it just me? Uh, very rarely. Okay, so I'll unless start to get drowsy. I, unless it's a movie I've So I'll lay my head down and I fall asleep. And then the couch is not that comfortable. So like, at some point I'll like wake up and I'll say, oh, yeah, the movie's still on. And then I'll kind of wake up and watch the end. Wow. Well, that's cool. That's just me? I thought everybody did that. Hmm. No, wow. if I fell asleep, I probably would miss the entire rest of it, too. Well, the couch yeah, is not comfortable, so. so I can't really stay asleep on the couch. Yeah. Like, don't you all wake up in the middle of the night? Like, I can't sleep like eight hours. I wake up at some point. Uh, but I don't uh, sleep no. eight hours lucky. either. My normal and it's not to pee. I just wake up. My yeah. problem is I can't fall asleep. I just, oh, God, I can fall asleep. But that's because I when, go to sleep. You go to bed late. So. Once I fall asleep. You're out. But usually I'm, I'm out, out for a good six hours. Yeah. I fall asleep pretty easy. I can't fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like you need some... But I don't know the last time I've even gotten eight hours of sleep. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't sleep for eight hours. Generally, I get five or six six or seven. And then I'm awake, whether I want to be or not. All right, cool. Not Um, too much on the couple things series front real quick. uh, The Power, I wouldn't recommend that one very much. Uh, Night Agent. You were us on it the other day. The Night Agent what is, is on uh, Night Agent? What the hell is that? It's actually like a... Is that good? We've got... It's on our watch list. Uh, you know, I kind of like it, but it's rather predictable and corny type thing. But it's kind of got some... I don't know. There's some amusing parts with it. It takes some little different things. I mean, as kind of like that action type, you know, what the man on the run, you know, people chase thing. Yeah, it's okay. So I, I, I'm liking it, but I can't, I, I don't know why, if that makes any sense. It's just kind of like a dumb, fun kind of 
watch people running while being chased by people with guns thing. So, did you, have you guys watch Mr. D? No. I apparently have no. seven books signed by Jim Lee. Wow, very nice. Absolute you just Batman. Met him once, Hush. Didn't you? How much shit did you have him sign? No, I think I've met him. You met him once. multiple well, times. You met him the second time. I don't know, maybe San Diego. Yeah. Um, All Star Batman, Robin, the Boy Wonder, number four. Fantastic Four. Number four? Yeah. Why'd you have number four signed? Because it's a cool cover. I like the cover. I picked the cover, dude. And then uh, Fantastic Four, volume two, number one. Did someone one. on the podcast write in and say they wanted to Infinite, hear all the books Don Don Infinite Crisis, Nobody number one. Nobody gives a shit. Superman. Nobody cares. 208. Wildcats, number one. Oh, yeah. And X-Men, That's number one. That's what I don't get about you. Like... Even we don't agree. It's like, I get one or two books signed by someone, I'm good. Why do you have to have seven books signed by Jimmy? I probably met him a couple times. But if you met him once and had him sign something, why meet him again? You already met him. Are you going to there? Are you going to like well. hang out with Jim Lee at some point? You think, yeah, think he's going to hit it off and be buddy-buddy? Maybe gonna, he was like, going to invite him to drinks at the bar later? No. <laughs> why do you want to meet him again? You already met him. It's he's changed. He has he's put out new work. So maybe you, I want to get something that I think is really cool looking signed by him again. You already have something signed by him. But it's not the new thing. The new thing's even cooler Who than the cares? old thing. I do. Why? Because I do. Explain it. I can't explain it. You know, I'm, I have nine books signed by Jim Starlin. I'm glad all these morons who are getting their uh, books like. Signed by Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee and getting it right. graded and certified and all that crap. I'm glad they're not buying original art because original art would be even more ridiculous than it is. Because I have. If I was going to put money into something with comics, I would buy original art. Like, that's. Wait. Like, those are really unique, one of a kind things, unlike a stupid signature that he's going to sign a thousand books. Like, it's a page that's one of a kind. I mean, that's actually. And you could almost buy, like, pages that. from people who aren't Jim Lee, obviously, but. You can buy pages for like 150 200 bucks. I, mean, I have 12 books signed by Bill Sienkiewicz. Don, I don't give a shit how many books you have signed by Jim Lee or Bill Sienkiewicz. I'm nice. just letting you know. How long did it take you to figure out how to pronounce his name? Sienkiewicz? Mm-hmm. Do you like saying I have, probably didn't take it very long. I have eight books it, signed when by we were kids, Eric we were Larson. Like sign, signswitch. Remember we used to call him Signswitch? I have eight books signed by uh, George Perez. And then he put out like a graphic, Sienkiewicz did. He says like... Sin, Cav, Itch. Those would be worth out. some money. You I have nine books signed by Chaykin. He's alive. I have four books signed by Haley Nitz. What about trades you've got signed? Do you have those logged in there? I don't what about know. Neil Apps? So you may not. have more. Maybe. All right, we're done with that. Um, Comic books! Woo! San Diego. This is what it's all about! That's right. This is what it's all about. Comic books. Comic books. Don and I both read Scud. We did. The modern classic. Oh my God. Scud, the disposable assassin by Rob Schraub, Dan Harmon, and some lady who has a name I don't remember. That is one of the greatest comic. That thing is as good as 94 when it came out. Really? The thing is awesome. So I like good. it. It's enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. It is interesting. Did you like this? I guess you read it in single issues, right? I did. Did you enjoy how, like, the transition from, like, when he waited, like, 15 years to finish? And, then, like, it seemed like his his pacing was a lot better on those last four issues than the early ones. Like, he really was figuring it out as he went. Uh-huh. But, man, 
his pages are dense and his issues are thick. And so I'm like, man, he must have been grinding on, on this thing. Dude had, he reminds me of Ryan Brown. Yeah. With the way he used the sound effects as part of the comics. Yeah. The way he's just slapstick comedy. Like, he just comes up with the craziest off-the-wall shit. Drywall has a piranha gun. Yeah. He's got a tank. Of course. A water tank on his back that's filled with piranha. And he has a gun that shoots piranha out of the gun at the enemies. And the piranha, like, tears... Like, who comes up with a piranha gun? Like, it's crazy. Did you read the drywall issue? There's, like, a one-shot. Uh, no, I haven't, but I didn't. Is that in there? It's in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, is the La Costa... Drywall unzipped. Is the La Costa Nostrid stuff in there? No, he had the issue that was, like... The tie-in? Uh, the tie-in, but he didn't do the La Costa I wonder Nostrid what the... Uh, I only read the one, so it didn't make a lot of sense. Like, it was weird. Yeah, it was fine. I... I I mean, none of this book makes a lot of sense. It's just kind of and the frenetic book makes and crazy. total sense. I mean, it makes Jeff, sense, but uh, it's all over the place. So, oh, let's tell Scott the up, concept. Set up the concept of all right. Scud. So it's in the future. There's Scuds, which are disposable assassins. So you need if, something killed. If you read this, you will love it. So you need something killed. So there's a vending machine. You put your money in the vending machine. Out comes a scud, a disposable assassin. You tell him it's what you robot. want to kill. And then he goes, kills it. Once he kills it, he explodes. He's so, so there's this like factory, and there's this monster in the bottom of the factory that they need to kill because it's tearing up the factory. It's like a mannequin factory. Killing all the workers. So they, they get a scud to go kill the monster. The scud is like killing, trying to kill the monster, fighting it or whatever. Well, at some point, the scud gets like separated and he's like recovering like he's cleaning himself up like in the middle of this battle and he sees the mirror on the back of the mirror it says this scud will self-destruct once his target is destroyed so scud realizes what the fuck why am i doing if when i if i kill this thing i'm gonna destroy it i don't want to die so the scud like blows off all its limbs and puts in like a hospital like a holding tank and and like has to pay the hospital to keep this thing alive so that he doesn't explode. So then he gets that's jobs. the setup. So he's got to get jobs like assassin jobs so he can pay the hospital to keep this thing keep alive so he alive. doesn't die. That's it's a great setup. It's and a great concept. The like, monster, the monster is just like it gets crazier and crazier. It's almost like a, it's got like an outlet for a head. Yeah, it's almost like American. It's got it's, like mousetraps for hands. Did you ever read like American Barbarian by Shioli? Scott probably did. Scott. It's got tones of American Barbarian. It's got some Ryan Brown stuff thrown in. Because that the monster Jeff is just off It might be the too wall. weird for Scott. He talks through his knees, right? Because he has these uh, mouse on his knees. Yeah, he's knee. got mouse on his knees, the monster does. And the so only talks. thing that he talk, he does, he quotes movies. Yeah, it's just movie quotes. It's movie quotes. Quotes. I did miss like um, in the single issues they had like who was supposed to do the voice of everybody. And oh yeah, yeah. In here. like John yeah. Malkovich isn't he the voice of Scud or whatever? I think so. Yeah. So this is the <laughs> so like it, dude. It's so it's so good. Like this is Jeff. He's got like a squid tape to him. He's got a plug for a head. He's got like these weird knees with mouse on them. He's got mouse traps, mouse traps for hands. Um, the squid like inks. Shoots ink out of it. That's why the scud is trying to like clean himself up because he's got he's he inks him so he yeah. goes in to wipe the ink off. Um, it's just crazy, like off the wall, like just 
batshit crazy stuff, man. And the art, I love the art. The art is it's like so really frenetic. cool. It's very uh, uh, 90s. Yes, it's very, very 90s. I think you... And not 90s in a bad way, 90s in a good way. Yeah. I... Yeah. This book yeah. is awesome. Like, when this came out, like, I bought it, bought it, bought yeah. it, read this it, read it. This is the only book I didn't buy when and it came out. And coming really, back really. to it, like, it's so just as good. you have the same good. thing, or did you just read the He has the issues. I have the issues. Bought him, so I just read the issues. The issues. But it's like, it did just takes me back. No, I've never <laughs> met Rob. I've never met Rob Schraub. So Rob Schraub is like actual a writer for he wrote for the Sarah Silverman show and he's written other stuff. But the other co-writer, one of the guys, Dan who helped Harmon, Dan Harmon, he is, created Community. Yeah, he and writes. Rick and Morty. Yeah, no. and so Rob Schraub's done some writing yeah. for Rick and Morty too. I guess they're buddies. They came up together. They did some scripts. Uh, well, yeah, when you mentioned Dan Harmon, I I knew yeah. that. Uh, but there's uh, like but when uh, this came out, nobody knew who Dan Harmon was. There's like, ben, was like Benjamin Franklin is like one of the bad guys, but he's voodoo, voodoo ben, ben, so he's like and he has like an managers. army of zombies that he controls. And yeah. So it's like Voodoo Ben Franklin with like an army of zombies that he has to kill. There he is right there, and he's like trying to conjure up like there's um there's like uh, zombie dinosaurs. Like it's it's just. Crazy, it's crazy fun, just goofy, wall, but it's so fun. The interesting, like it's, I said, the he like packs like 10, 15 panels per page. Yeah, it's, I'm like, dude, I don't know, you dude. make a lot of work this, for yourself. That's a lot of panels. Yeah. This is like one of my favorite comics. Like I love this, and it held up. I, I enjoy it. it I don't love it as much as Dawn, but I'm I glad mean, I read it. They've got like it. a a group of bad guys that come, like bounty hunters that are trying to kill them. Like this, a dude with a dog for a head. Like, this guy has a dog for a head. There's, like, a floating uh, Gwyneth Paltrow head, like, in a jar. It's, like, uh, Mansfield. Yeah. Um, but Gwyneth Paltrow does the voice for the Mansfield lady. Gotcha. Um, he gets this... So, he gets his arm blown off, and so he has to, like, go and get it repaired. Yeah. But, but they didn't have the parts. But they didn't have the parts, so they give him a human arm. And it turns out that the human arm is a it comes from a werewolf. So when the moon so like turns into a werewolf and like takes him over. And he starts werewolf. acting funny. And it stuff. takes him over. <laughs> so he's got like he doesn't remember anything. It's like he blacks out when the werewolf arm takes over, and he just kills everything. And then he wakes up, and he doesn't remember anything. I mean, it's and just, he's got like a sidekick that he. Like the what's his zipped or unzipped or what's the drywall? Thing? Drywall, yeah, drywall. So drywall, See, he's got like the, all these zippers. The head. And within drywall, there's like it's like a bag of unlimited holding. So there's all these compartments that hold all this different stuff. And so there's this like giraffe dude. Then this guy's just like he's an elephant with like all kinds of crazy shit coming off. He's got like fishing poles for hand. I mean, it's just pretty crazy <laughs> it's just freaking crazy yeah the drywall guy is just like bag like drew said and then he goes inside him and it's just like just Tons rows and rows room, and huh? rows of all kinds of shit and he like he's got like thousands of hands and so he'll come out and he's got like a hundred guns like he goes into his i don't know you may not like it but this is comic books man this is freaking this is comic books this is awesome said. so good it's oh, funny God. The art, I love the art. The art's cool. <laughs> what? Nothing. It's just fun. It just, it held up. Geek out and It, it freaking is. held up. I yeah. love this yeah. book. This book is so good. Cool. I enjoyed it. Excellent. Well.
I don't know. You could dig through it. I I don't know. I want everybody. I wish to I could read. say it's a quick read. It's not that quick of a read. It's not that bad. I want everybody to read Scud because Scud is awesome. Scud is pretty awesome. But anyway, all right. Scott should do something because we spent a while on Scud. Talk about we could spend an hour Captain on Scud Suave or Phenomena. Is that all you read? It is. That's is that I the said. end of Captain Suave? Well, they're gonna do another series. But oh, it, they are. Supposedly, supposedly, but it did. Ooh, it was Kelly supposed gonna, to like. I haven't finished up. it. So, because it honestly, it kind of ends a little cliffhanger-ish or whatever. Yeah, they kind of end on a cliffhanger. I think it, they want to do five more issues. Yeah, I mean, it's just nice. something about, you know, he ends up in the hospital or something, you know, and it's like, the end? Oh, it's not. He will return for a momentous second and final story arc. So, I wasn't sure. I mean, it did seem like that they were going to do another chunk of things, but... Yeah. I mean, this is okay. I think some of my problem was I forgot what the hell happened in the last one and why Yeah, you don't see where he was at, you yeah. know, type things. But, uh, you know, and now they're trying to to find a way to get him, I like, to, uh, I don't know, to what you say, an insane asylum or something? Yeah, but, mental health institution. Yeah, I don't know exactly. if I call it an insane asylum. Yeah, okay, it's not know. very... So, uh, that's not very politically correct. That's right. That's not politically correct so, at all. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what's going on in my mind anymore. <laughs> I'm with you, still God. living in the nineties or something. So the hell is wrong with you, Scott? But yeah, I mean the art's great. So good. Oh, I still great. especially like it when he's like thinking that he's is the superhero, you know, and it's got that whole, you know, dotted the dotted like it, old look. school yeah, color. Yeah, yeah that's things. cool. I think like that's that. really cool as well. Yeah, so, definitely. But I don't know. I mean, it's it is what it is. It's kind of fun. Cool. Can't go wrong with some Kelly Williams. That's exactly right. Don, what'd you read? Yeah, Don, what'd you read? Um, no, I read Seven Sons. How's that? Um, it's good. I think you would like really? it. I think you might like it. Hmm. So the cover's not selling it for me. The whole reason I that I Jay bought Lee this, you don't love Jay Lee. The art, cool. It's all Is right. it Johnny Feet? I don't know. It's not. It doesn't look like it. So I met Jay Lee. So I passed on this book like when it came I out. On, I pass on grass all the time. I did not buy it when it came out in single issues. For some feet. And then when I went to the um, Colorado Springs Comic Con, Jay Lee was there. Yeah. No feet. And so I went to go talk to him. No feet. I was going to have him sign some stuff, but he was charging. And so I... I think I got like one book. Signed How many things she has signed by Jay? I don't know, probably a hundred. I have no idea. But I might have got like one book signed by him. I can't remember. But I was talking to him, and I was like, "Hey, how's Seven Sons going for you?" And he's like, oh, "Sales aren't going very well." And I'm right. like, "Huh?" So I was like, "Ooh, I'll help Jay Lee out because you know he's a starving artist. Okay, he needs money. Yeah, really. So, okay. did you have him sign it while you got it? No, I didn't buy it because it wasn't out. Oh. It was okay. still coming out. Okay, okay. So I ordered the trades so when it became available. So I bought the trade. So you're which I, he was down in he was down in um um at the MegaCon and he was on the YouTube video that I watched. Ah. The people that were doing you the video the wanted to get a sketch from him in their sketchbooks. So yeah. they walked up to him. And they're like, hey, can we get a sketch from you? And he's like, oh, a headshot? Yeah. He's like, $400. okay, so he's like, okay, so here we have three price ranges. Here's the headshot. This is 150 This is 300 And then there's one in between. It's like 200 or whatever. And so they started, I don't, they must have picked the 150 Okay. And he's like, they're like, well, we'll come back and get it. He's like, oh, I can do it right now. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Dude, he literally spent 
maybe five minutes on this. Oh, it's badass. Good. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's a Batman, just a headshot of Batman in, okay. the, in the cow. And it might have taken him five minutes. five minutes. And he made at least 150 bucks on it, right? Yeah, and these little... people walked away and they're like, oh, But my how God, long did it take him to amass those skills? I understand that. I'm not saying that it's, but. If I could do that I felt, and make my money with that, I would absolutely. do that all day long. I just like Hence then the I didn't I feel bad to... for him, like because his Seven Sons wasn't selling. Anyway, let's get on to the book. So Seven Sons. <laughs> I made is... more of that five minute sketch thing out this whole book. Right, I know. <laughs> so Seven Sons is set like in a dystopian kind of future, oh, but it started like in the nineties. But what happened was there was a there were seven sons born from seven virgins. It's religious. From seven virgins on seven different continents. Cool. And so when one of them, when they turned 21, so in the year, whatever, 2011 or whatever, they're supposed to save, they're going to be like the second coming of Jesus or whatever and save the world. Cool. Like they're the savior. And so, but... They're all, they're all, there's somebody out there that's trying to kill them all because somebody doesn't want they're, the they're assassinating them because they don't want the the religion or whatever. And then it, it as you read it, you come to find out like this guy was like some he was dealing with like genetics, like the whole thing was a setup. Like it, he was he created the whole religion. Like he wrote a book and it wasn't selling. And then he wrote this book and then made this happen. And so it's kind of like you you want to make virgins have babies. That's pretty cool. It's all like DNA and genetics and stuff. I don't know that Ooh. they were virgins. I think they were paid off. I don't remember because it's been a while since I read it. But it's like a whole kind so of like you've been holding this back. To prostitutes. No, is what I'm saying <laughs> is the way they sell it to the public is one thing, and then it's yeah yeah, yeah. it's all right. corrupt. Cool. Everything's at the core, corrupt. everything's corrupt, yeah. and it all kind of unravels because they're leading up. There's like three of them left, three or four of them left, and the the guy that's running the whole religion that wrote the book, whatever, like he's got to pick like which stuff. one it is, like which one of the three or the four is going to be. You know what I mean? But I thought it was done. Apparently he made enough money on it that he didn't end it because it doesn't end, and it says to be continued. Mm, so don't give me that. He, did, he didn't lose... He didn't lose a whole bunch of money on it, apparently, because it's still going to be going on. But it it was fun to read it. Like, you know, it starts out like, you know, you 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 believe that this is the thing, and then it goes back and does his past, and then you realize that it's corrupt and it's all bunk. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm not making any sense whatsoever. But uh, I did enjoy it. I thought the art was cool. I like Jay Lee. I like his artwork. Do you? Cool. So... Um, but yeah, I think it's a little bit more hit or miss for me. I think in some ways, but you want it? I don't think so. Especially if, it's, if it was self-contained, well, I definitely would have. But it might be uh, done, but it doesn't end. Yes, and I don't want that crap. So, I mean, nothing. But I mean, that. you get strong of a word, but um, you I, get a you get a good story. You know what I mean? Like you get a middle. You get you kind of figure out what's going on. Like it jumps back and forth in time. Cool. But, uh, anyway, whatever. You guys can all grab all you. over it. I don't care. No, 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 no. I enjoyed <laughs> no, it. No, no. It was a good read for me. 
I had fun. That's good. What'd you think of Fight Girls? I wanted to get that book, but it never came out. Yeah, go for it. Never came out. He keeps running back and forth. I only got one. Well, I know, like Fight Girl. Like I was gonna buy it too, but it was so hard to find it. I ordered the trade. Yeah, why is it so hard to find? And this AWA or whatever it is, Upshot. Like, where I order my comics? Yeah, it did not come out? It was hit and miss with them. Like, you could find it one month. Like, that's why I gave up on almost all of it. I think stuff. I ordered it when it was pre-ordered, and it, I never got it. But I got it. So, it's Frank's that's show. Amazing. So, it's a lot of... It's a lot of cheesecake. It's a lot, a lot of, of... skin. A lot of skin. It's perfectly up his alley. So, basically, there's this Trump's universe. And so, Sabine Rich... The queen... Write it? Or is she? Uh, I think that's that probably says the colorist. Scott? I think Cho oh, wrote it. Okay. I don't know. That would make sense, front probably. Page. <laughs> yep, with colors. Okay. Well, but okay. she does art, too. Uh, I don't so, know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who I, that is. I've, I've, I've seen some... I follow her on Instagram because I've, I've seen some of her art and stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. So that's why when I seen Frank Cho and Sabine, I'm like, what the hell? What is she doing on this? So colors, though. Yep. Cool. Gotcha. All right. Sorry. So there's... An empire, a, a solar system, whatever. The king, the the emperor, whatever. His wife, the queen. She is. She has had to step down as the queen. She's been fired as the queen, and so they're trying. They're having a competition. There's like ten women, fourteen women. They're picked from different planets or whatever. And they have to go through all these competitions. They all look human, though. And then, well, yeah, they're all human. I thought you said they were from different planets. Well, they are from different <laughs> planets. If you read the beginning, it tells them where they're from. Oh. But there aren't alien planets. They're all human planets, I guess. I don't know what to tell you, dude. It's freaking comic book. It's science fiction. Okay? So, um, they have this hunger game, you know, a competition... Where they die. So they have to go through like four different competitions. And slowly, slowly, the first day or whatever, two of them, three of them don't make it. Then the next one, two or three of them don't make it. And it gets down to like the final two. And then they have to make a, they have to have like a fight to the death kind of thing. And then there's a little twist. It's like Fight Club. It's no, it's not like Fight Club. Really. It's more like, like Hunger Games. It's more like, <laughs> it's more like Hunger Games than anything. But uh, I mean, it it's fine. It's got like a Mark Miller twist at the end kind of deal where, uh, whatever. Um, I don't want to ruin it because I think. Do you want to read it, Drew? Yeah, I want to read okay, it. Okay, so I won't spoil the ending. Is it a? Are you gonna keep it as a purge or is it a keeper? I keep everything. Assuming you were going to get rid of some stuff, would it be uh, um, would it be a purge pile? I don't know. I mean... Maybe I'll just borrow yours. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just read mine. Cool. Um, I don't know. It's probably not. It's probably not something that I'm going to go back to. It's not like... I don't know. I like French shows. It's kind of self-contained. Too. It's fine. It's it story. is self-contained. It's one story. It's See, one and done. It's over. Then you, you should take that. That's right. Quick it. read too. It, it, it's a pretty okay? quick read. Yeah. Oh yeah, one. absolutely. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Read it and then I'll get it from you. You can night. you can probably describe oh, yeah, it a little bit better than me. But I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty basic story. With the exception I was confused with humans all over the world, but or I mean all over planets. Well, it was okay. So so how were the virgins? Birthing children in that one? 
So play a game, okay? Because I play. You have to play a game. So at the, which is so funny because it's like Frank you have Cho. To play a game? Frank Cho only does like one, like one facial expression. So like when you see all ten of them, you're like, this one looks exactly like this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they look almost the same. I mean, he messes around with hairstyle and stuff, but those and two honestly, are probably exactly his colorist, the same. You know, but uh. So okay, like, make sure that they all kind of look different as he tells Sabine, you know, or right. whatever. The... Like, this one looks just like that one, but she has a white streak in that's her right. hair. But that's all the colors. This one has a high patch. Yeah, These well, two are blonde. Yeah. So, the game I played when I got to the first page, I'm just like, I just picked one randomly. I'm like, who's going to win? And so I just picked a number. And you were right? No. Well, I okay. failed miserably. So you should pick... <laughs> you should pick, I should pick a number. which one you think might win. Just... Well... From the beginning. I like brunettes over blondes, so I'd have to probably pick one of the brunettes. But okay. I don't know. Then it was again, just a silly game. That's probably because I'm of... sitting here reading it, and I'm like, they all look exactly the same. And all they give you is a name and the planet they're from. Like, you know nothing about them, right? Very true. And so I'm like, I don't know who the favorite is. I don't know whatever, so I just picked a number. Cool. So play that game. All right. Nice. Okay. What's next? What else? It looks like he's work. still adding with stuff. So oh, okay. I have Holt Grand Design by Jim Rugg. That's awesome. I wish I would buy all. I wish I'd buy all those. But isn't that like thirty bucks? It's it two is thirty issues. bucks. It's two issues. But I have the, oversized issues. I know. Actually, it's five. Cool. I like that format a lot. But Wait, I have. Did you the, buy the issues? I bought the issues. Oh, that's. Dumb. I haven't read the second <laughs> one. Oh, that's dumb. Did Jim? I like this so better. I like it. It is. You should have Jim Rugg sign that. But I don't understand. Uh, I like, like I guess the size in the paper. That's the same size as the. I don't like that uh, they charge more because then they make more profit. I understand that. Oh, okay. but that's I the same size mean. as the. Uh, Good. I don't know that I was going. Do you have the Fantastic like the Four? That, that doesn't like fit I have into the Fantastic any four. like bookshelf. And do you have all the Pisker, the X Men ones? I think so. In yeah. that size. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be cool. All right, so Hulk Grand Design. It's basically like X Men Grand Design and Fantastic Four Grand Design, but Hulk. Um, but Jim Rugg does it, and so what's cool about Jim Rugg compared to those other two guys is he's kind of a design guy. So he does some really cool stuff with, like, the layout from the design and different media and just, you know, collages, and he does, like, a bunch of homages. It's, I don't know, it's just super cool. I really like everything about it. And someone complained, like, a review was like, well, it's just a Hulk fighting a villain every month. It's like, well, yeah, that's what the Hulk was. You know what I mean? Does. It's not like X-Men where there was, like, a story or the Fantastic Four where it kind of continued. It's like, yeah, it's just... Mostly, but I mean, he still ties the into Fantastic the Fantastic Four didn't continue. No, but I mean, Kirby had kind of a more of a. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because it was early saying. Fantastic Four. This is like, you know, 300, there's, 400 issues of Hulk. There's story. There's, there is, and he finds the cool little areas where something I've cool happens. I've read the first issue. Yeah, I haven't read the second fine. one. The second one's even better because there's probably a little more of a right. thread. But yeah, I mean, it goes all the way up to like through most of Peter David's run, I think is where it ends. And then he kind of touches a little bit on like World War Hulk at the very end, kind of like an epilogue type of thing. Nice. But uh, it's mostly. Uh, yeah, I love that David format. Stuff. Like, that's a beautiful book. Yeah, I it's just, just can't a cool imagine. book. And I mean, yeah, it's pretty neat. I like it. I really enjoyed it. It was cool. It really made me want to go back and like read old Hulk comics, which is the problem because they're really probably terrible. Not, most of them probably aren't very good. You know um, what I mean? Like, but, slogging through 400 issues of Hulk sounds 
horrible. For a book like that, though, the yeah. the concept of it—that's yeah. what you want—is that big format. Because yeah. When you're in when you're in this, yeah, it's, it's hard design. And it's it's got... hard to read the small panels because even the the X Men grand design, the Fantastic Four grand design, yeah. like they're all. You know, they're shrunk he has down. Slightly bigger panels, so it's not as bad probably in the smaller format. Right. But it's not it's still cool. I like it. It was really fun. I'm glad it came. Um, they did uh never mind. But Scott should do something. He hasn't done anything. Do phenomena. I read Phenomena. phenomena. Yeah, Phenomena. 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 Uh Brian Michael Bendis and Andre Lima. Oh, yeah. Uh, See, that's a book one. That doesn't end. I know. I'm so disappointed with it. I know. So you should take that. No, I shouldn't because I would do that. But And honestly. You did it this time. You know, well, that's because Drew gave me Dude, Scud's for So type things. But, and honestly, in a lot of ways, this is, uh, well, it's a book one. It is. It does tell a story that I mean. I don't even have to read any more of these. It does kind of wrap things up. <laughs> I don't have to read anymore. So, I haven't even read this one. So here's the thing, though. Brian Michael Bendis, really good writer. A lot of great, great ideas, you know, and things. But I don't know if I'm, if I'm getting a little tired of it. There you go. Tired of it. I'm tired of it. You know, I'm type things. I mean. And his stuff. We talked Andre, about that last Andre podcast. Lima, whatever is, however you pronounce his last name, freaking did, well, he was the artist for that freaking, the best book I've read in probably like the last five years being The Righteous Thing of Vengeance. Righteous or Vengeance. There vengeance, you go. A vengeance to Kill, you know, a Vengeance of Righteousness. Something like that, but... Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. There you go. I mean, The Righteous Thirst for Vengeance was so good. And, you know, this is Remender, who seems to, like, love to write. Maybe he'd seen the art from this guy and goes, holy shit, I think I'm just going to tell him what to, to well, draw. Well, why didn't Bendis pick up on that? No kidding. Bingo. I, and that's my problem with this. The art is so, so good. So good, but the writing is so... But the writing is all over, you yeah. know, and it's so much. What do you think about the weird language you tried to force down everybody's uh, throat? You know, I don't Didn't think it bothered, bothered me too cool. much. It just slowed me down yeah, more than anything else down. because that sometimes I'd have, to, when it slows I'd have down. to go back. And, and the fact that Bendis is just wordy, you know, and constantly was trying to say, you know, more <laughs> stuff and trying to make this cool, funny banter. And I'm just like, dude, would you just... Quit it and just, you know, move move along and, and whatnot. Um, so I have a little bit of a love-hate type thing here, you know, type stuff. The art is so cool and so detailed and just amazing in, in some of those respects. But Bendis just with the writing just doesn't quite sell it for me. I mean, which it's not necessarily bad by any means because those things even, even out. The egg, Don. So which came first, Righteous Thirst or Vengeance or this? I, I think believe that came first. This did? I think so. No, oh. really. I don't know. They they mentioned, you know, or who knows how this. But it is. talks about how he's not very happy with his post career. That's right. So. Uh, Andre, he's not artist. happy with his post career. Well, he like well, he used to work for Marvel he, DC. Once you created own, he couldn't find anything to do, and then Bendis. That's right. To do this, he worked for Marvel and DC. Oh my god! Yeah. What did he do? He did some stuff. He was doing. He break, began in Marvel, working out fantastic. You know this type of stuff, huh. and then had other type things. But you know they even mentioned somewhere here. You go, righteous thirst of vengeance. You know type things. His latest book is that. 
So, so that's why I wasn't sure which one came first. This I would be that, interested it, to pick up some here. of these books and see what his artwork looks like for this stuff. Do it, Don. Do it. What books did he write? Draw. Fantastic Take Four, four Avengers, Avengers, AI, AI Spider Verse, All New and Humans. Spidey Freshman Year and Black Panther, among many others. But you know, up the here time at the, in the future, Miller World. At the front, it's kind of cool too because though they have this, you know, acknowledgments, you know, and stuff. And that's where he was uh, talking, you know, about that. That's how he met Brian. Was that uh, when he was at DC? And so he was hmm. getting frustrated in his career a little bit. I wonder if he did that. Things, so if he did an issue of that shitty Superman <laughs> book that Bendis brought back. I don't that know. Was he probably wouldn't want to garbage. I, I don't know. But like I said, I it's not this is not necessarily bad. It, it's kind of cool in its own way. I don't know that it's hugely unique, but the art is just Phenomenal. really great in it. And Bendis, I feel, does an average job, though, with a story. Bendis could have stepped up you know, this game. Type if you got I, art like that, you need to write a better story. There you go. Uh, or at I least dialogue say, it better. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Bendis is supposed to be good at dialogue. Someone give him art like that, Bendis should be all over you sh shit. He should be. And that's why I don't know. Like I say, has it, you know, his little bit of, you know, what made him unique because it wore out. I don't, I, I'm just not sure, you know, things with some of that, but I had the same, we talked about that a little bit recently. It's like, I'm done with Bendis. Like ever when he made the jump to DC, yeah, that original Superman book, that six issue, it was so bad. Like it was terrible. I hated it. And it's like, I think I'm just done with him now. Like, maybe I just liked his Marvel work, but I liked Powers. I liked a lot of the... But him and Omin, like, drug me along so long with Powers. They would stop it, then they would reboot it. They'd Did they ever like, finish that? I have no idea. But then they'd be like... No, that's why Don's so busy. Oh, they'd be like, mm. oh, we're, we're so sorry that... And I understand people get busy and stuff. And I'm not mad about it. I just don't care anymore. Like, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to follow it. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. burned me so many times. And it's like, they'd come out with volume three. And they'd be like, oh, we're so sorry that we got behind. But we, we've got eight issues under the gun. And this one, we're going to keep going. And they'd do like six issues. And then it would just fucking disappear. And then they would reboot it three years later. You know what I mean? No, like, I do, I do. Man. I'm just, like, the Bendis has worn off. Like... I'm not, if people like him, then buy his stuff. I don't hate him. I'm just like, I'm done. Well, and, you know? and like I say, I don't know. I if mean, he he's... does something great again that everybody talks about and I have to buy it, then I'll read it. But I still think that he's a good storyteller, you know, in a lot of ways. But I I just feel like in this one in particular, I think he he got, he tried to get a little too smart or too clever there you gotcha. go too clever he you thought know, he was things. so clever trying to go oh i'm just gonna have this kind of witty banner between this you know young kid and this you know alien kind of guy you know it's tough and whatnot and i'm just gonna have them kind of go and trading barbs back and forth and he gotcha. does it like all the time throughout this entire freaking thing and it just gets you know to be a little much you know well 
that that whole language thing like you talked about you know when alan moore did crossed like a hundred plus yeah, you talked about that last time i talked about it yeah like he did that in that and it's just so fucking annoying it slows it down it, oh, absolutely. It really slows it down. And, and I felt in some lose, cases... And it, I stopped buying that book for that simple fact that I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I, and I felt like it just it took me a little bit out of the story right. know, in some ways because I felt does like that. I got to slow down and maybe there's something important here and all this <laughs> goofy crap that's being said, you know, type things. And... And whereas I'd rather just look at the freaking art and go, wow, that is just freaking kind of yeah. cool. So... Yeah, I feel like when you're giving art that good, maybe don't overwrite. Well, and obviously that's what Remender did, and just and that worked but like Bendis can't do it. Yeah, so, it was good. I mean, I could not believe that Remender decided to shut his mouth for something, you know, and not try to say the same thing over fifteen <laughs> yeah. times. He just let the art speak for itself, and it turns out. I don't know why you guys are so down on Remender. I love Remender. Uh, it's just because I love I, him too. I, but I love. There's a mid. There's a point. His latest stuff has been really worrying exactly. and preachy. Yes. Yeah, I felt, and I you know, gotcha. my problem was, remember, I, I have a little bit of a love-hate there thing with him. I've loved some things, and I haven't liked some others, and usually the stuff I don't like is when I feel like he beats my head in with the same damn theme over and over again, you know, type stuff. Yeah. And I felt like with that Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, he just, he's like, yeah, let me, I'm just going to tell a tale and let this guy draw it. You know, right. I, it was just amazing. I, I still go back to that. I it will probably go back to that one for some time. That fucking magic. Literally the best thing I think I've read in probably at least the last year. Absolutely, so dude. Good. And I, I hate I hate going back to something, but because the same artist it, did this. If you had to choose you know, between Righteous Thirst for Vengeance and do a powerbomb, which would you choose? Oh, that is tough. That is tough. So tough. Both of those were really good. I would probably <sighs> choose Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. I think I'd have to, yeah, too. I'd probably I'd, go with do a powerbomb. But, but do a powerbomb would probably be a nice, a good second right in there. All right. Yeah, All right, that's so rough. Scott, what do you have left? Totally? I have like three, three four. I have... I have four. I have three, so you go first, because I have my purge pile. All right, so I did <laughs> read Hitomi, and Scott's going to make fun of me. Because <laughs> you have issues one, two, four, five, and six. No, I have one, two, three, and four. I thought we were done, so I read it, because oh, I thought yeah. it was complete, but there's an issue five <laughs> that I don't have. I've ordered it, it just hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay. Um, the art is Get really... Away. Talk about it. No. I'll forget everything. Who's the I've already forgotten what this is about, um, mostly. Uh, H.S. Oh, wait. Uh, Isabella Mazzanti is the art. Cool. It was created and written by H.S. T.A.K. Talk. H.S. Talk. So, so both these people are kind of like... I've never, new, of, right? I've never kind of heard of these people. Maybe breaking in. Um, the art's really cool. The story is basically... It's kind of got a Jay Lee look. It's, a, no. it's nothing like <laughs> a Jay Lee look. Um, the story is basically... It's like uh, Samurai, Feudal Japan, uh, 1596. Eight? Oh. 1590, maybe. I don't know. I can't read. <laughs> 
My eyes are going bad. I'm going to go blind. I'm going to be like Burgess Meredith in that Twilight Zone episode. I'm going to have all these comic books. God, and you're old. Blind and I won't <laughs> be able to read anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's 1590, feudal Japan. The main character is a girl. Um, <laughs> she's walking the countryside trying to find a samurai to uh, train her. Nice. And, Can you go around uh, and slay demons? No, oh, it okay. it turns out that when she was a little girl, this samurai came around and slaughtered her whole family. Oh, of course. It left her alive. There you go. And so now, so now she's trying to find... For vengeance. It's Yeah, it's <laughs> Kill Bill. She's trying to find a samurai to train her so that she can find a samurai that killed her family and killed him. Killed him, yes. And, ooh, it's good. I like it. But Twist... The samurai she finds that's willing to train her is the samurai, is the samurai that killed her family, <laughs> and he doesn't remember her. So she is traveling around with him, and he is teaching her how to be a samurai. <laughs> then, but does she know he is the samurai? She knows he is, but he does not know who she is. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So, so it is Kill Bill. <laughs> yes, it's Kill Bill. Um, I like it. It's fun. It's good. I, it's fun. It's bright. It's, it's fun. fun. It sounds so depressing. It's, it's, uh, it's a fun. It's fun uplifting. Book. It's all about um, vengeance and somebody's art, getting revenge for my the, family. The art killed. is cool and it's up my alley. I'm enjoying it. I just wish you just that, need the fifth issue. Yeah, I need the, <laughs> the fifth issue. And I don't know if it's going to go on or not because. I don't know if it's a limited series or what, because you know how like Image will do like four or five issues and they'll take a break. Which Dark Ride, dude, I didn't realize like they only did four issues on that arc, right? There's yeah. only four in that. Oh, well, you read that? So too? sometimes they do. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they do. Which I think Scott. Do you think Scott yeah, will like I'm it? Give it to Scott. Yeah, I think Scott will like it. Scott will love this. Um, we can tag team that. <laughs> I guarantee Scott will love it. So no, it's, I, I want to do it. Yeah, I want to do some of first. Oh, okay. Then we'll do it. Oh. There's a flow. There's what are you, purpose. Jesus? What are you read? What are you doing? Nexus. Nexus. I'm gonna it's, go to the restroom. Really? Well, I have to. Because you want to stop? This. No, it's no. Fine. I haven't read. Go this. to the restroom. What? Nexus. I, but the you're the one that would like this. I won't care. Of Gormando. Forgot into Nexus. So I don't know if you don't know what Nexus is. He's like an intergalactic uh, superhero. He lives on a planet. Gets into intergalactic adventures. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so this is coming to Gormando. They did this as, I think, like... I don't know if it when was did this come out? Uh, a couple of years ago. No, this oh, is new. Okay. But Nexus started in, like, the 80s. Okay. Like, it's been going for 40 years. I, I thought um, it was an older title. So yeah, but no, they're still putting out Nexus It's stories. definitely not something that's up my alley, so... You might like Nexus if you actually sat down and read, like, yeah, the early stuff. I, I think actually, you like, have to do that, so... But, so this... It might have been a Kickstarter, or he, maybe he was somehow funding it... But he did it as like a newspaper strip. So you know what a, the old tiny newspaper strips where you had like the full page of like Flash Gordon or Prince Valiant or whatever? Mm-hmm. So he did like each page in this book as like a newspaper strip, but it flows. So each page is like a newspaper strip. That's a weird format to read a comic book in. Mm-hmm. Because newspaper strips, they were very dense. You know what I mean? Like a lot... Happened, happened in, in one, that one page, page of stuff. and so it, it's only like 90 pages but i felt like it took me like 400 pages worth of a normal book to read wow so it just went really slow i love nexus and i love steve rude who's the artist um and so Do you those two things were good 
Uh, I think so, but I really? met him once. I don't know if I had anything signed by him. Wow. I did meet him once. Do you have anything signed by Steve Rude? Uh, I don't think so. But I'm not anyway. a Steve Rude fan. Wow. No, not, a... that, not that he's bad or I just never got into Nexus. So this is The Coming of Gormando, which is basically a big... The whole story is a homage to, like, Galactus. So there's even, like, a character who looks just like the Silver Surfer who, like, is the Herald. Jesus. And then there's a Gormando well, who is the big giant. This to me he's the all. big, uh, like... I've never been into Nexus. I've never like, read a Nexus. Like, that's the Silver Surfer homage. Yeah, that's cool. Like, and Steve Rude like, is a cool... He's yeah. the dude. He's the dude. The dude. Steve the Rude Dude. Steve the Rude Dude. Steve so you're basically dude. saying he's the big Lebowski? Mm, kind no. of. Oh, okay. He goes around in his... I don't have anything against Steve Rude. I like his yeah. artwork. I just... I never Both got of you would Nexus. like Nexus if you actually sat down and read it. Probably. But it does take a little bit of a investment of time and effort. Don't you have, like, all of that stuff, like, hardcover Yeah, I have like, omnibuses. Do you? So this is something that you haven't read? Yeah, this is new. It's you missed it, but I'm not gonna go through it's it. You can listen to the podcast. Like it just came out. Yeah, oh, it nice. did just come out. Yeah, it's for like yes. the last five years. He just told me this. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, well, but it's back. okay. But like I told Scott, the big issue was the big issue. I'm not gonna go back into it. But All right, that's fine. Um, yeah, it's really dense. That's that's why I wanted to read that, and then we'll talk about Dark Ride. Because Dark Ride is the opposite of dense. It's exactly what I want from a modern comic. It just freaking goes fast. It flows. It's like the pacing is exactly what I want. It's the creative team. It's the team, team of Birthright, Birthright that does it. Andre so it's Besson. Andre Bresson and Joshua, Joshua Williamson. I, do I don't that. love horror, but this doesn't even really feel that much like horror. It's, like it's, I'm just it's looking horror, but it's just I really fun. Really the art. Yes, yeah. the Birthright guy. Uh, yeah. but it, yes, exactly. When you yeah, said so, that, I'm like, ah, yes, I see it. So, so it's a great book. I loved yeah. it. The four issues, it flew like that. It just felt tight. It was fun. It was interesting. There were just enough little twists. What did you think? I, yeah, I liked it. So the the basic concept is there's a guy in like the 50s maybe yeah. and he uh he's designing a theme park. Yeah, it's like a horror uh, theme park. Right. Like a, a Disney World for like a horror Disney fans. World for horror fans. And nobody like he gets fired from his job because he's designing rides and they're like, "Oh, they're too scary or whatever. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. family friendly." And so it's alluded to that he like makes a deal with a devil or the devil, a demon or something, a demon or something, and so like he creates Disney World like in the fifties, but it's for horror. And, and the book is now in the present day, and his kids are basically running. Running. It. Well, his one son. His the, one son is running. The daughter it. is like the daughter some is crazy like a influencer, like a YouTuber. Yeah, she made like or a something. sex tape, and she's just kind of like a waste of space, but, right? You know, whatever. And so. There's a the the park is like faltering. Yeah, the land. Yes. Yeah, it's got like the whole. It thing. has that's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, the park is faltering. You know, and so they're trying to figure out how to drum up business. Right. You know. And there's a guy. It's a popcorn stand with collectible cauldrons. <gasps> there's a guy that is. Uh, he's like a huge fan. Like he's wanted. He's been to it like his whole life, and he's old enough now. And this is like his first job. <laughs> and like he's working. That's the first issue, right? Right. Like, and, he, like he shows up to work. He's the point of view character. Right. 
And then... And then after the first issue, he disappears right. mysteriously. You kind of see what happens. And then his sister starts working there to try and figure out what figure happened Figure out what him. happened to him. And I don't want to tell any more because it will kind of right. spoil it. But yeah, but, the art's awesome. It's a fun... Like Drew said, it's cool. It's fun. It's tight. It's, it's tight. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I, I mean, I wasn't totally sold on this book because the concept didn't really throw me. I was like, I love that team because I love Birthright, but it's like... The concept isn't that interesting. Like what I knew about it, it's like it's a horror theme park. Williamson in a theme park. Yeah, you like and you tell me that I'm like it doesn't exactly make me want to read it. But then like, like something that could be disgusting he is and whatever. So good else. though, Joshua. Yeah, Williamson like he understands such how to a good writer. Yeah, he's much better than he, I think he gets credit for. And I like his. I'm not really because he's like writing a ton of shit now at at DC. DC. He's like the Flash guy, right? And I'm not like into his dc stuff yeah but anything image independent like yeah. all that stuff is great yeah so so yeah no the book was a pleasant surprise for me i liked it way more and i had just read it after reading this super dense book and so it was like a breath oh, of fresh gotcha. air yeah it's like wow this is everything i want cool in a comic book well this well, this looks fantastic this breezes through. This that is so uh, the closet. It's by uh, Tenyon. James Tenyon, the closet, the hot dude. He does and, everything. Right, He's, and I don't know. Uh, you buy World Tree? Just came out today. Yeah, it's already like went into like a like they had to, printing. They had to destroy like certain copies because oh, no. the and so like there's bootleg copies that oh, didn't wow. get destroyed and it's like worth a billion dollars wow, already. Already, it just came out today. And well, it came out two weeks ago. No, it came out today. It, it was delayed. I know. It, delayed, it came out. No, it didn't come out two weeks ago. No, it didn't. But they said destroy all the copies because the print on the cover was too dark. But a lot of people didn't destroy them, and they sold them, and they sold them on eBay. So it's been out for a couple of weeks because they were supposed to delay it. I don't know how rich didn't. you gotta be to be like completely destroy a print run and reprint it. Does the printer you. eat that bill? How much money know. does James? T- hey, that's a creator own book, so it's not like it's a big corporation. I don't know, dude. But it came out two weeks, a week ago, or two weeks ago. And they were told not to sell them, and they did because they're all over fucking eBay now, and they're uh, misprint copies. So they're like blah blah blah. So I'm kind of curious which one I'm crap. gonna get. But anyway, you won't get the misprint. Uh, no, I won't. Um, so this is a, a short three issue series. It's a horror. That's it. Straight up horror. Yeah. Self-contained. It, yes. It has a beginning. Mostly, and sort of, kind of. So. The basic story is there's a man... That story you've read? Huh? <laughs> it ends, but it ends open-ended. That's fine. There's I just no said more... the best story that you read. Oh, no, no, no. It's not the best story that I ever read. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a husband and a wife and a kid, like a four-year-old kid. Cool. And they are, like, living, I don't know, in New York or something. In a house? In, apartment? In, a, in an apartment. Cool. Right. And the wife got a job, like, across country. Is the apartment haunted? No, but, yes. The closet is. The the closet is. So the four-year-old kid, there's a monster in the closet. Cool. Okay. It's a monster in the closet story? Yes. And, of course, the parents are all like, oh, you're fucking crazy. There's no monster in the closet. Go back into your room. Well, there's an actual monster in the closet. There always is in comic books. There always is in comic books and movies. 
But the the parents are like, uh, their relationship is rocky. Of course. Um, and they're moving across country to get a fresh start. The guy is like, just, he's not a good guy. Like, that. He's mean, he's, he's self-absorbed. Are he's like, all? yes, but this guy's like self-absorbed to where he's like ignoring his kid and like all kinds of stuff. Like he's obsessed with what he's obsessed with mm. and not worried about anything else kind of thing. And so they keep telling the kid, they're like, there's no monster in the closet, but if there is a monster in the closet, it's going to stay here because we're moving across country and it can't come with us. So just spend one night. Kim's with you. Huh? Right. And it ends up coming with them and follows them across the country. Um, and so like he, so that's, that's kind of how the story too. ends. It's like. They get to this new place, and the wife and the husband are still kind of fighting. Like, it's supposed to be a fresh start. It's not a fresh start. And the monster comes out of the closet at the end with the kid. So, you know. Quick, really quick read. Three issues. It's more about, like, the guy being the monster. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy is the monster, it's but there is a monster. Yeah, so, anyway crazy i i didn't hate it like i didn't feel like hey i just wasted uh what i'm sure they're for i didn't waste 12 dollars in an hour of my time like it was fine zerk volume at least we can kind of get on the two page so berserk volume two was about 10 times better than volume one i enjoyed it much more even there's there's some questionable things in it it gets even more questionable. I'm sure it does. It's, not <laughs> it's for manga. The, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the faint of heart, and it's not for uh, prudes. Definitely not for prudes. Okay. There's a but lot, uh, uh, we start out with uh, Guts still being a kid, and he's like with this mercenary army, and he's kind of coming up in the mercenary army, and he's making a name for himself, and he's growing up, and he's a badass. The, the mercenary army's not nice to him. And he takes on the baddest dudes in the mercenary army, and he kind of makes a good reputation. And then he starts... Then he finally meets... Uh, what's the guy's name? Griffin? Griffin, yeah. And then he kind of has a square off with him, and he finally meets his match, kind of, and he joins Griffin's, like, group, and he starts running around with Griffin's mercenary army. And the holy... There's another girl who's kind of in the army, too, and she's kind of... I don't know if she... She's I don't know like if she's the... hot for Griffin, or she's... She is. She has a flame for him, and... Yeah. Griffin has a seems like he has a flame for guts, maybe. I don't know. There's some weird homoeroticism stuff in there. I don't really know where that's going because they don't really they talk about it, but then they don't really go anywhere with it. What's her name? I don't know. She's 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 still in like book 10. Yeah, she's oh, cool. Wow. So she's she's one of my favorite characters. So, what's so much better about this one than the other one is they start to develop the characters and they actually have personalities. Like in the first book, nobody had a personality. But in this one, you know, you've got three different characters. You got like Griffin, you've got the girl, I don't know her name. You got Guts, and there's like a kind of not really a love triangle, but there's relationships between them, and they have personalities, and they talk, and I mean, there's actually something happening there from a that. And while that's all going on, they're obviously doing their mercenary stuff and fighting battles and demons and freeing towns, whatever. You know, there's cool action sequences as well. So, but there's something like with the characters behind it, so it mm -hmm. actually has some you know grit to it, some feeling or whatever. So, yeah, and then Griffin ends up, like, uh, trying to climb, like, the nobility thing. Like, he's trying to, like, because he's, like, lowborn. Like, it's time. It's, like, medieval times, you know, where people are, like, lowborn, and so you can't. But then he starts to actually get promoted, and 
you know, some people who are high born are like, why is this guy getting promoted? He's low born, you know, and then he starts like one of the king's daughters, he starts kind of getting sweet on her and kind of wooing her. And you can tell he's trying to basically climb the class ladder, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's some intrigue with that, kind of like Game of thrones you know, where like one of the highborn guys tries to have him assassinated, you know, blah, 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 you know. And there's some, you know, some of that. So it's got a lot going. Like in, it seemed like so much more happened in this book, which was the same length as the other one, than mm-hmm. happened in the other one. And just a lot. I don't know, I really enjoyed it. it Have they good. started talking about, like, the Baelits and stuff? Yeah, so he's got that weird necklace, which has that uh, Baelith or whatever that Griffin has that they've kind of... And that was in the first book. Right. And so they kind of... I almost wish I had the first book so I could go back and, you know, look at it, because I was kind of like, I kind of remember that, but I don't know all of it. But then that's what Wikipedia's for, right? Right. So it was fine. But, uh, yeah, no, it was good. So they're still in the army thing, right? Yeah, they're still in the army. Okay. I think at the end of this one, Griffin almost gets killed, and that girl, they file, like, over a cliff, and so they're, like, trying to stay alive while the rest of the army is, like, searching for them, kind of. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's good. What is it? It's like the... I can't remember what their group's called. They're... Is it not the golden something? The they're golden they're company? like an army. They're like a yeah. band. They go around and they like do stuff for money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're like called they're, mercenaries. Yeah, they're merc- they're a mercenary band or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, how long is it gonna take you to talk about Strange Death of Hex? Um, not long. Um, Why did you buy this? This does not seem like up your alley at all. Well, I was interested in it. Did you, I thought. Did you buy it off uh, Diamond or did you like yeah. start it? No, I bought it off Diamond. Cool. Um, how much is Sim and how much is what's his face? So Sim is almost all of it. Oh, that's cool. Um, up until like the first three hundred pages. So this book is almost in two parts. The first part I was really intrigued with. Really. The second part I could almost care less about. Oh. So and now Sim's coming back to do it again. Yeah. I've Did heard you know that, that he started work. I'm not. I'm done. Oh. I'm done with it because I got what I wanted out of it. What did you so my, so the first part is basically about like Alex Raymond, um, uh, Toth, and uh, Toth. I think Toth. Toth. So there, it talks about. Um, it talks about the first part. Talks about like uh, process style. Yeah, correct. Like. He's wanting to go back and figure out how, like, Alex Raymond... He's busy trying to learn to draw like Alex Raymond. He's trying to learn to draw like Alex Raymond. And he figures out, like, the trick at some point. And it's all about the three main, like, uh, about Hal Foster, Alex Raymond, Raymond, and then what's the... uh, Caniff. Milk Caniff. Yeah, Caniff. And um, it's got some background. It's got, like, some cool stuff about, like... You know, because Kniff did like the heart of Juliet Jones or something. Kniff did like, didn't Kniff do um, Terry and the Pirates? Maybe I think his main thing was heart of Juliet. Jones. Uh, no, he did uh, like a, a comic strip. Comic strip, like uh, yeah. that's what they all did was like yeah. comic strips. Yeah, the heart uh, of Juliet Jones. Okay, I don't know. I you don't... read the damn book? How do you not I, know? I guess they talked about that. Oh, uh, maybe Milk Kniff did Steve Canyon. Canyon. Who was in? Yeah. So who was in the car with Raymond? Uh, that was like a different guy. Yeah, he did the heart of Juliet Jones. Okay. Um, that guy. 
Yeah, you're right. Caniff did uh, Steve Canyon. Caniff did Canyon. Didn't, he might have done Terry the Pirate. I think too. he did Terry the Pirate. Yeah, I think also. you're right. Um, but basically, like, the beginning of it doesn't have anything to do with, like, the death of Alex Raymond. It's yeah. just that era, of like, and those three guys and how they're doing, like, hyper-realistic, photorealistic artwork, like, on a daily basis. And, like, how can they do it? And just, it's kind of like that. It wasn't daily, though, because it was Sunday strips, wasn't it? I think it was a daily, and then they would do a Sunday. Because Hal Foster oh. did Prince Valiant. That well, was like, daily. Alex Raymond, it was just a Sunday. Like, the Flash okay. Gordon stuff was just Sunday. There was no right. daily. Okay. I don't know. It's Apparently basically... Not. Did you learn anything oh, from yeah. reading this book? Fucking Christ. This guy doesn't let me fucking talk, ever. He just... I'm just really fascinated. To... I want to I wanna know all about it. Though. Well, I questions. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm trying to talk about it. I'm sorry. I'll shut no, up. No, it's now. fine. We can have a conversation. Very no, it's cool. So, the first half of the book doesn't really focus on the death of Alex Raymond. It focuses on those three guys, like, that time period, the whole, you know, uh, the game of being in a an art, you know, uh, a daily strip or, yeah, or a yeah. weekly strip or whatever, like, how they craft their craft, like, how they ink, how they do this, and, like, th- that stuff. Then, at some point, like, he starts... Dude, there must be nothing to do where he lives in Canada except just go down a fucking rabbit hole. Oh my because god, no kidding. That last half of that book, like, I don't even, like, I stopped. I was not able to follow it. Like, I stopped, like, even trying to care, like, reading a little bit of it. Because, like, it's just, like, tied into Hollywood and tied into this and tied into that. And it's, like, it doesn't make any sense, like, I don't know. Like, the guy must just be going insane trying to figure out, like, how Alex Raymond died. And so, like like I said, the first part of that book I loved when he was talking about process. And he was trying to learn how to draw like that and this and that. When he actually starts going into all these theories and all this mystery and it, it just goes down a rabbit hole and I just don't care. Like... I totally got lost. I couldn't follow it. Like, it's all tied into, like, Hollywood people. It's all tied into all this other stuff. And I'm just like, I'll read the first half of the book and enjoy it. And the second half, like, I could care less. And if he continues it, he's just going to keep going down the rabbit hole. And I don't care about it. But I really, really enjoyed that first part about the history and the process and all that stuff. So... Wow. Like I didn't even read when that other guy took over. So I just kind of oh, like just, I was like that. I kind of like heavy. skimmed. Yeah. Because he just keeps going down the same thing, and I'm just like, nah, I'm done. I think Dave Sim had laid out the pages. He didn't want to draw them or lay them out. I think but he hurt his hand. Yeah, and so then the guy took it over with like Dave's notes or whatever. Right. Finished it up. But apparently his hand is better now, and he yeah, wants to get better. back to it. Um, I think he was faking. It is kind of crazy, though, like, wherever he lives, like, he does a lot of words. Did you read this on, like, one sitting, almost? Yeah. Like, over, like... Well, no. It probably took me... I don't know. I think I would get bored. A little while. Like I said, the beginning of it, the first half, what I call the first half, I it was enthralling. I really liked it. Like, I wanted to get back to it. But then, as it got on towards the end, like, I just... 
I was trying to power through it just to finish, and then it just kept going and kept going and kept going, and then I just started skimming it, and then I'm like, you know what, I don't even care anymore. So, but yeah, I'm I'm not gonna buy any more of it because I'm done with what he won't finish it. But I think that you know, like that's that's cool to me that like Dave's. Are you gonna borrow it? Yeah. Okay. But I think that's cool to me that like Dave Sim is like. I really want to draw like them. Like, I want to learn how they draw. You know what I mean? Like, that process, like that, to sit down and go, I want to figure out how they did this. I want to figure out, I want to be able to draw that well, way. Spend all that time tracing. I think that's cool. You know, whatever. Like, I don't know. It's very interesting. Did you not buy Glamorpus? I did, but I didn't. Understand what it was like. It was him learning to draw all of like that, Alex Raymond. Yeah, is all of that in Glamour Puss? Not like all of it, but a lot of it. Like he he has Glamour Puss more was like stuff it was in... a. F- go ahead. No, go ahead. Is there more stuff in Glamour Puss than that? You know what I mean? Like, is no. part of it new? Oh yes. And then part of it is that. Well, let me explain what Glamour Puss was. So Glamour Puss probably had some of this in it. Like, it was half a Glamour Puss was the first parts of this book, probably. The other half was, like, a fake fashion magazine where David Sim made fun of fashion magazines. But at the same time, he was tracing, like, photos of fashion magazines gotcha. for his, while he was learning to draw, like, Alex Raymond doing a photorealistic style. So it was basically him trying to learn a photorealistic style like Alex Raymond, but since he had to do that, he figured he'd trace pretty girls in fashion magazines and then he'd make like a fake fashion magazine. Gotcha. Do you have all of Glamour Puss? I don't think I have any of it anymore. I think I got rid of all of it. I got rid of it. Okay. Because it was horrible. Right. I mean, the Alex Raymond stuff was on the screen. The fake fashion magazine stuff was horrible. Right. And then they put this out, so. Yeah. Well, if you're going to read it, like I said, read it. And I don't then know if I'll be able to. I'll try. When you get... To the part where it starts talking about, like, Hollywood and all the theories and all this other stuff. Like, I just totally zoned out. Couldn't follow it. But if you... We need to have Scott read it. I don't think Scott would read that. Well, no. Scott wouldn't read it. But we oh, need to okay. have Scott read it so that he can enough explain to figure it. Out. <laughs> Scott can follow it and figure it out. That's fair. Explain <laughs> it to us. All right. I have two things in my purge pile. Both of them are by Raphael Yanko. He's a Canadian artist. I think he's originally, like, Italian or something, but he moved to Canada. Those are either going in the purge or I never even went to bottom. Let me flip through them. Alright. So the first one is Devoid. Do you need them to... No, no. The first one is Devoid of Life. The idea is there's these like interstellar beings that live on this planet that we don't detect. And if anybody ever detects them on this planet, they immediately teleport to Earth and kill the people so that nobody learns of their existence. <laughs> So that's the concept, and there's like a there's like a character who's like a police officer, and then she's investigating. So they're sending like, them to Earth to get killed. Is that no, what you no. said? Well, no. If you're like, let's say you get a telescope and you detect these people through your telescope, if you find them, they don't want to be found, so they immediately teleport to Earth and just kill you. Oh. Okay. So they want to destroy okay. any evidence that, that they exist because they don't want anybody to know okay. that they exist. Okay. That's the lame concept, and there's a detective, and she has like an ex husband or a strange husband or something, and she stumbles around and. They're chasing her. I, it's the dumbest thing I've ever read. The end just it got was, ruined. Oh, wait. Now she's alive. She got shot was, in the head. I don't, even, I don't even remember the end. And I don't remember much about the book except that initial Well, the up. guy shot the girl in the head. Like I said, it's a good thing that when I would buy stuff and read it, I would just keep it. Because there's... If I... Well, like I am now, I'm only keeping stuff that's good. 
this would never have survived as long as it did. But it did. And the same guy, then, after he did this book, he did a book called Epic Kill. You get quite the pile for the Comic-Con, don't you? Oh, my God. You have no idea. So you want this? This is a dollar. (laughs) So this Epic Kill... So this is probably the dumbest thing I've ever read. So it's like he's trying to do a Kill Bill, like, Hollywood action movie. Mm -hmm. But let's imagine... You know how most, most comic books... If they get converted into a movie, they have to kind of dumb it down. If they tried to make this into a movie, they would have to smart it up. That's how dumb it is. Like, I mean, everything in it is just so dumb and ridiculous. It's like, let me make a really dumb Hollywood movie make it even dumber than a Hollywood movie. And it's like... And then it's a total ripoff of, like, Kill Bill. Like, she even looks like Kill Bill. It's like Electra Electra. meets Kill Bill. And it's like, okay. Like, it's... Okay, there's this girl... And she somehow has become this John Wick, like, transcendental, amazing assassin, like, Kill Bill, I guess. Like, uh, Emma Thurman and Kill Bill. And she's trying to kill the people who awesome. killed her parents. So, like, you don't even find that out there till halfway through the book, though. That there... But she's trying She to was do. in Japan or somewhere. And, like, some uh, guy wrecked into her parents' car... And killed her parents and a friend of hers who was in the car and left her for dead. But somehow she survived. And then somehow, like manga, and then somehow she survived. And someone trained her to be an assassin to come find vengeance on this guy. Mm. Well, it turns out the same guy happened to be in the U.S. running for president and trained her. No, the guy (laughs) who killed her president, who killed the guy who killed. Her parents and her friend becomes is, president. No, no, it's not no. even that. No, Jesus Scott, no. Christ, Scott. He ran for president. I can't keep up. He, ran, he ran. He ran for president, <laughs> and he lost to of this Japan. other guy. But he claims the election was rigged. <laughs> so and he's this on came the out no- like 10, 12 years ago. So he's on the news while this while she's trying to get her vengeance, saying that he has proof that the election say. is rigged. Well, at the same time, the actual president, the one who's currently the sitting president, hire, gets the U.S. military to try and kill this girl. So they've got, like, helicopters and Marines, and they're all, like, chasing this girl across the United States. And she just takes them out like John Wick, like, trained military people. Like, she's dodging bullets and no superpowers, just she's that good. She's dodging bullets and taking out 30 Marines, Navy SEALs, what, helicopters, whatever. It doesn't Over matter. Years old. Wow. This came you out know, eight years before it was the election the was rigged. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like a stupid twist that at the end, she finally kills the guy, I believe. And there's weird sequences where she's like dreaming of stuff that happened. The president or the, two-be- or the person that failed. The one who, who, well, the guy who claims he won but didn't actually okay. win. okay. She kills him finally, and then it comes out that he actually that he did have proof that he did win. It was rigged, but he's dead now, Ooh. and so the other president's gonna stay. In, so then but... she becomes president. No, mm. <laughs> well, they actually capture her, and she's like in the electric you chair. Know it's but somehow weird. she gets. But somehow they electrocute her in the electric chair, which you think that would kill somebody. But somehow she's learned to slow her body rhythm to where she appears dead. It doesn't explain how she got electrocuted and survived, but she can at least appear dead because she's learned to, you know, pretend to be dead. And so at the very end, she wakes up and they talk like there was going to be a sequel to this. Yeah. And there were actually four more issues, but they were so bad they didn't even collect them in a trade. They just put them out as issues. I don't issues. think they ever put them out. No, they're out. Uh, they exist. But 
just in single issues, they didn't put them in a trade. These are in that. And there, someone writes like an extraduction or introduction, and he's like, yeah, this is going to be a movie or something. And I'm like, they already made this fucking movie, dude, and it's better. They made Kill Bill. They made uh, all sorts of president assassination movies. It's like... Wanted. Yeah, it's... Oh, my God, it's so bad. I don't know how it even survived this long. Like, I think I read it and thought it was okay back in the day, but I guess I was just turned off my brain, but... Wow. No, it's not good, Scott. Those are... I own those, and those, I know. those are in the... Photos that I took to try to get rid of them. So we Let me know if somebody buys up. them. If somebody buys we them. We should really talk it up. If somebody buys them, let me know. I'll put my trade up too. Because the original books say one of five. What to book? The this? original comic books on the cover. It says one of yeah, five. Yeah, and then he did more. He did Three, six through ten. Four. I only have one through four, apparently. Oh, you only have the first arc. I guess not. <laughs> Don's been issue one and stopped collecting. He's like, oh, no, like, one. <laughs> like that because he already but registered. When it came out in 2012, it was like the hot book because it had like second printings and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like, I know. Was, it's it was horrible, right around Don. that clone, that big surge, like where everything was getting like second printings and yeah, I hot. It. And all right, all let's that. do mind management. Was this the last one? Oh, it is the last one. It is. We're done. I don't even it. remember what happened. Huh? You didn't miss much. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. Scott needs wow. <laughs> Scott needs to explain because uh, I don't know if I'm missing something in the if ending or if something. it was just that. Simple. I think it's that simple. I think it's that simple, and I think gotcha. that's what's kind of a little so disappointing with it in some ways. You know, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking deja vu in some ways in which I'm pretty sure I had read it before because I think that Drew ultimately did let me borrow it all. Yeah. But as I'm reading through it, I was like, I don't really remember, you know, how this ends. And mm -hmm. then as I'm reading it, I'm going, oh, yeah, I think I do, <laughs> you know, because it's just kind of like... Comes back around. Yeah, kind of this anticlimactic thing where, okay, yeah, let's fight on the top of an upside down pyramid and let it crumble. And so I go down and. Does. Right. So they take out mind management. Right. They do. So they take out well, mind management. They stopped them from restarting mind management. But then they start it back up. And then they is do. there a whole thing where, like, because does. Uh, does the. What's her face? Maru? No, no. Eraser? No, bad The eraser. She's still alive at the end. She is still alive. Okay, so she survived, but then she's reading the whole mind management. She's reading the new mind management, management program. Program, yes. which, is that the whole series, or is that just since they died, or since <laughs> she died and the building collapsed, Maru started writing the new mind management where there can only be I two. think that's where some of the question is, but I think I was under the impression that it was more the new one, that she was still alive, and that there's a the fact that they go, hey, this is mind management. Now there's only two, no more, no less, you know, right. type things. You know, two people per thing. They go out, they do their things, but we're not having these bigger teams and whatever else. And uh, I did find it cool, though, that she did write the field guide or whatever to that stuff, which we had probably been reading about in the margins all along, you know, and things. Well, right, that's what so, I'm wondering. Which is kind of neat. Yeah. So, so I think that's, like, the big, whoa, twist. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. 
but overall, the it's amazing like how everything else was fairly linear in this book, I guess. Okay, Maru's got a chance to go back there. Let's have an entire issue dedicated to Duncan and his girlfriend, in which they do absolutely nothing. Okay, and then we'll keep on going to Maru to try to meet the Eraser, and then she jumps through some weird things. I do admit it was kind of cool when she had, like, the little pictures that she had uh, that the, the people, you know, throughout the story came back as kind of little ghosty things to kind of mm -hmm. take out the Eraser's, you know, hench people at that time. But, you know, at the end, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, we're going to have this little fight between the two of us. Oh, wait, this thing's going to crumble because it's standing on a point. And, uh, okay, I'm just going to grab onto you and see who lives. Right. So, you know, uh, I don't know. So it was a little weird in there, in that, in that aspect. At, at the end of the day, it's still good. It's still, right. you know, I'm with you guys that I probably am not getting a bigger meaning of it than that was probably being there you know i don't know that there is the only thing that i was confused about was like the end when the eraser, when is, the eraser reading, is reading what and i'm like is was the whole comic book that but it didn't make sense no, because the eraser so. but i think like you're saying like i think maybe we're reading the whole thing because it's presented as a comic book the Eraser is reading a comic book. The manual is a comic book. It is book. a comic bookish, yes. So, so I, mean, I think we're reading some of the field guide and a lot of the things, essentially, throughout this whole thing. And so I think that's the key at the end, is the fact that the Eraser is basically reading what we read to know that there's a, why there's, there's basically only two of them and kind of the reason why. I don't know. It... As... as as a whole, I think it's a cool series. I think it's got cool concepts. It's a story. It's got some twists and turns. It it, it ended fine. Oh, but it absolutely. Didn't, but it didn't like the ending was was good, not terrible. You know what I mean? Like the journey was good, and the ending was satisfying. Yeah, sufficient. Well, Whatever. I, but I, it I, wasn't like the best ending ever. Like, oh my god, I lost my. I think mind. it was just yeah, and I think that was a little surprising for especially how this started out. You yes. know, I still say that the the first issue of this whole thing or whatever, you know, that first trade, first arc, was is, is the best. And, yeah, and I almost feel like it sold so, better than he thought. So then he thought, oh, I can drag this out for maybe. Five but that one trades. is just so good and just so, you know you know, mind-blowing in some aspects right. that it's like, oh, wow, how do you keep following this up? And he does in some respects, especially I even think the second one follows up pretty well, you know, on some of the things and, and picking up on, on threads that he, he laid, you know, and, and things. But then somewhere after that, I can't remember which one was. Maybe it's the problem where the bad guys in this just aren't as interesting as the good guys and their flaws, you know, in some of it, you know. I mean, Henry Lyme is supposed to be our good guy and his flaws and everything else. And Duncan with his freaking finger shooting, you know, and stuff. And some of the other ones that can do things. And Maru and her crazy powers or can't control. And Bill or whatever that can one-punch people. I mean, all the people on the side that we kind of like are more interesting characters than anybody on the... I feel like they're on the bad side. And well, so when they... better developed. And that could be. But, I mean, we've had entire arcs, you know, almost, and issues to, re to the Eraser, the Magician, yeah. you know, some of the henchmen. And they just were not as interesting as, yeah. as and, the others. 
It is so, kind of funny the the dude with the two heads. Yeah, one, one head is dead. dead yes. and he's walking around. And he's walking and around, like, and it's just flies, yes. and it must stink, and all yeah. that other crap. Dude, I don't you know. Smell. Yeah, so <laughs> that was kind of. But I kind of agree with Drew. I think like the first six to twelve issues were really strong, oh, and then he's just like, "Oh my God, what do I do?" You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it he had all these ideas, so he dragged them out. But uh, but I don't think it needed to be that. But that's the thing. I think that some of the ideas hit better than others, especially after yeah. those twelve issues. You know, aspect of things. You know, it, 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 this is definitely is not bad. I was I really being thought. A little, when I reread it all as six card covers over a short period of time, it would all like come together in this genius tapestry. It would all make sense. It really didn't do that for me. I don't believe that it did that for me either. And I was, and I thought, I think when I first was reading it, I was thinking, well, I'm probably missing a lot of stuff, and I'm probably just not catching it. And I, I bet if I read it all together, it would be better. And after reading it all together, I feel like I still miss stuff. But I, I did, just don't know and what I, I'm and I don't know that I cared was the problem. Uh, it's like, yeah. Well, I, yeah, Parts some of it kind is just that I just don't know if I could, if, if, by reading it that quickly that, you know, together like that stuff, I'm just thinking, I, I'm obviously, you know, not, in some way, not on the same wavelength as what I should be for this. And maybe know, if I slowed down and like really focused, but I mean, the problem is, is like. I didn't enjoy it enough to put that much put effort that into it. Effort. And that's not a good sign for me. So Yeah, in some cases I could see that. But I don't know, it's been a bit of a letdown for me. But it's a uh, fun. I don't it's know it's a letdown. I still think that it was good, you know, and stuff, but I think for something that started so good and even rereading the first two, it was just like, ah, oh, I really great remember love this, you yeah. know, and things. And then it just does get to that point where towards the end where it's like, oh well, I think you said it's something like it's solid, it's, you know, in there, but it just doesn't almost hold up to how the start was, you know, how yeah. the beginning was. Yeah. So, so cool. What are we going to read next? Do we have another group read or are we giving up? Oh, another? wow. Yeah. I mean, we. I think we should. I do enjoy the group reads myself. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I think it's I a hope good we idea. pick a better one next time. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I think this is still a really good choice. This? Yeah, like I, I, like I explained, I when I first read it, I felt like there was more to it than that if I read it all at once. I, I think we should it, read uh, Wildcats. Come on, don't you Wild have that? Wildcats. I don't have them, <laughs> but I'll find them. I can probably find them online. They're probably online. For uh, free. Okay. Um, I don't know. Don't pick Walking Dead. Uh, no, I don't want to read that. I don't want to read yeah, that. That's too much of a commitment. Yeah, it's a lot of commitment, and it's just depressing. That's like as much as... Fucking fables, probably. It probably is. Actually, it's more issues. It reads a lot faster. 180. It's longer than fables, but it reads faster, I'm sure. But even so. Yeah, I don't know. Let's think about it. Throw some ideas. Okay. We read Nexus. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.